Hello, and welcome to the BTM Podcast. We're going to be doing something a little different tonight. Uh, as you're hearing this, it is New Year's Eve 2022, so we decided to just kind of do a general hangout tonight um, with, uh, you know, just a rotating cast of whoever drops in and out. Um, at the moment, I am joined by Brendan Krause. Apparently not. Uh, okay. Apparently, I am joined by Brent Perry. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, can you guys hear me? Okay, there you are. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had to do something really quick. Yes, I'm okay. here. Brendan, you are here. Okay, so, uh, end of year two of the show, basically. Uh, I didn't think we'd still be doing this by now, <laughs> but... Uh, well, yeah, it kind of started as a thing just to keep us sane while COVID was going, and now that that's kind of fizzled out on the whole scary front that's it yeah really been two years now yeah, yeah. well yeah wow we started we started on new year's eve 21 wow <laughs> to somebody's nice. dismay uh well oh, to yeah. somebody's but yeah <laughs> to somebody's um, in particular well well one one and a half somebody's because <laughs> one one somebody got very mad and the other one got mad because the other one got mad because told was to get mad so <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think we do it better anyway. So, whatever. That's what uh, yeah. So, what do you guys been up to in the last couple weeks? Just trying to get ready for this fucking Christmas bullshit. Do you have a bunch of family shit? Or yeah, well, I got two sets of family that I got to do this Christmas with. So, just trying to get all the gifts done and make sure everything was just dotting the I's and crossing the T's, right? Just that. Uh... That reminds me, Brent, last night my parents were watching uh, Four Christmases. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that one. Yep. Um, and you yep. have to go to, like, you know, four families for a Christmas mm-hmm. one day. <laughs> yep. Well, when I was younger, I used to do, I'd wake up at my mother's, do Christmas gifts here, go over to my father and stepmother's, do Christmas gifts there, and then go over to my grandmother's. and do. And so I'd end up with, like, three Christmas dinners every year. It was quite <laughs> heavy on the turkey. holy crap dude same same, almost same situation brent except Mm -hmm. my parents i think i think your parents were divorced mine never got together well there you go yeah so i had so um so what you're saying is we should just start calling you baby oops i got yeah pretty much much, yeah i uh i would wake up i wake up um, at, well, I lived with my, I still live with my grandparents because of stuff, but, um, I lived with them and my mom when I was a kid, uh, she ended up moving out. But, um, when I was a kid, I, uh, would wake up at my grandma, grandparents house slash my mom's. And then I would go over in the morning for a few hours, visit with my dad and their family. And then I would head over to, um, and then he would drop me off at, um, either home or my aunt's house for uh, Christmas dinner and stuff like that. And then as I got older, um, the visitation stuff kind of relaxed a little bit. So I was able to spend more time over there. So I'd go. So then what I'd end up doing is I'd wake up at my mom's house, go to my dad's house, go to my aunt's house. And then I would go back with my dad and my stepmom and the family to my other aunt's house, the one that passed away. Um, we would go there for like Christmas with their family. Yeah. And, oh my. Yeah. So it was a lot of, a lot of back and forth, a lot of going places. And then my other aunt 
does New Year's Eve. I mean, uh, Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. then we go over to her house. And then before, when we used to go to church all the time, we go to church. Then we either come. Yeah, it, it's very complicated. It's, so, yeah, yeah, full schedule. Sounds like you need a roadmap just to figure that shit out. Yeah. Pretty much. Do. Do. <laughs> it was I mean, honestly when I when I had to work on Christmas a few years or whatever, or when I had to work the holidays a couple of years, like it was a little easier because then I could just be like, Hey, I can't make it. Area gifts, you know, I feel bad about not coming. And it was kinda like almost kinda glad in a way. It, it gives you I an excuse to not have to try and do all of the running. Yeah. And so then I would just end up meeting up with them later on or whatever. And, like, I would come over, like, the next day to my dad's house or whatever and give them their stuff and kind of do Christmas or, I'd, you know, stop by there later or whatever. Yeah, laid back and relaxing, I'm guessing. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, look at you bragging about your stable one-parent or one-family home. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my parents used to do, they would, um, like, two Christmases a day. First, we'd visit, like, my dad's family and then my mom's. Mm-hmm. And they did that. So you, for, you were doing the same thing, just grandparents yeah. instead of parents. Yeah. Yeah, grandparents. But then, uh, well, not, not even grand, for my mom, it was like we'd visit like her mom and her brother mm. and his family. And for my dad, you know, his brother, his dad. Yeah. And, uh, but thankfully, uh, <laughs> we don't do that anymore because everyone agrees it was just so stressful. Like you couldn't even enjoy yourself. And, uh, yeah, my dad's family, you know, my grandfather died, what, 2015. And, uh, my dad's brother, he moved to Nevada in a few years ago, so haven't had to do that in a while, thank God. <laughs> yeah, Christmas in the desert doesn't sound like it had the right feel to it. No. No, not at all. Huh. Yeah, and for me, like, my my parents split up when I was, like, 12, so we would, you know, we'd do Christmas Eve with my mother's family and then Christmas Day with my father, mm-hmm. which wasn't too bad. No, at least cool. that's like split over two separate days. You're not trying to jam yeah. everything into fucking like a 14 we, we hour did, stretch. We did kind of do what you did, what you did, Brent, for the first couple <laughs> of years, and then like after we had a full meal with my mother, like, and my dad was an actual chef, so he'd like get pissed if we went over there and didn't want to eat anything, or only ate half meals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like when I was just like, Dad, we just ate over there. Like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> You know, so we started to do it separate days and whatever made it a lot easier. So, yeah, but now, I mean, these days, I mean, um, you know, Corey and I aren't doing anything because uh, we basically have no family here whatsoever. I mean, she has an aunt who lives in the same town as we do, but she goes back to New York for every single holiday and we don't generally don't bother. Mm-hmm. So, um we're just going to be hanging out by ourselves. And the joke I, I've made at my office is like, you know, cause here in the Midwest, there's way more like Christian people on average. Mm-hmm. And I always make the joke of like, yeah, Jew and an atheist don't really give a crap about Christmas in those terms. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of sit around my house and do nothing for the day. But yeah, might watch eh, some, movie. might watch the thing. Like, have a fucking dinner between yous and do a little yeah. bit of a gift exchange and that's all you really need. We, like feel like you're participating without actually doing the like religious side of shit. We, yeah, we don't even really do the gift thing for each other because our whole thing has become like <coughs> you know, we each know what what we want for like ourselves and our whole thing has just been like you know, because we're very much into the like the communal finances 
of it all. And we're just mm-hmm. like, okay, so you don't really, you know, so she didn't bat an eye when I, you know, I've spent a ton of money in the last two years going to that Star Trek convention twice. Mm-hmm. And I just bought a PlayStation five on a Lark for like 500 bucks last week. Basically you just buy your own Christmas gift and just kind of mark the tag from the other one. Like, yeah. And like, she's, she's, you know, making that trip to India in a couple, like about a month. And that's been a lot. And the whole thing with that is like, she just kind of goes, well, thank you for not batting an eye at how much I'm spending on this. And I was just like, Hey, you know, it's what we do. We do travel and we do, and we do and like, yeah, like you guys <laughs> just went on a vacation to Greece and it's yeah. Yeah. Like she went skydiving this year. So it's not like you just don't go and do things like together. Like you don't need to do it all just at Christmas right. because that's the convention. Like, yep. And now that she's got way more time than I do, cause she doesn't work anymore. Then, you know, it's way easier for her to just be like, Hey, I'm going to go do this and everything. I mean, even the India thing, like, She's been planning that for, you know, she was originally supposed to do that in 20 before all the lockdowns and stuff started. And I, you know, my, our whole thing behind that was we were going to try to do, cause every trip we've done for the last, you know, we've been together for 12 years and uh, every, every trip we've done in most of that time has been the two of us together. And we were just like, I didn't really have that much interest in going to India and she didn't really want to do the Star Trek convention thing. So we were just like, why don't we just do solo things in 20? And then we'll just see where we are after that. And then the convention got moved back by a year. And then she's just finally able to do this India thing. And it's been two years. Um, so, and she's actually gone to the convention with me once. And she's going again next year. So, cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to. Not a whole lot. I uh, I know people that have been to India, and they said it's such a weird culture shock. Like you go from like really nice like architecture and like affluent, and then you just go like a block over, and it's like the like most poor fucking slum that you'd find in the world. And it's like there's like no rhyme or reason between where like you can literally like wander two steps away and go from like the nice part of town to the shitty part of town shitty part yeah i'm willing to bet that the you know the the guided tour that she's on will try to keep her out of that that those areas but you might not be able to avoid seeing them entirely so well they do what they can on the tours but like i said with their like it's just it's crazy. Like it is a culture shock that like most people don't realize they're going to walk into until they walk into it. Yeah. yeah. My, my cousin's been recent. It was just a, uh, like, like you said, Brent, just like so different from you mm-hmm. know, the U S but he, he enjoyed it. Yep. Oh, they say like, if you're into like architecture and like history and stuff, like some of it is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Top, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the top countries I'd want to visit probably either Spain or Japan. You see, I'm not built for heat or cold, so like spring, fall, and fog are my thing. So like, I I gotta basically like Ireland, Scotland, England. That'd be my <laughs> climate. They, they were they were all awesome, by the way. We've been to all those places. Yeah, um, like hello. Yep. You, okay. We were just wait. We were just waiting for you. No, I just said yeah. I was agreeing. <laughs> like, it seems like there's a lot of history there that'd be cool to check out. Like, oh yeah. Yep. We went the one of the coolest things we did in Ireland that uh didn't really oh 
we had a really funny like uh we were in i want to say it was belfast and we had like a guy it was like like a you know we got in like a high-end cab and the guy drove us around drove us around the city right mm-hmm. and this guy was like and i'm certainly not trying to like belittle anybody who went through that i'm sure it was a nightmare but like this guy seemed like such a refugee from all the ira shit in the 80s he was oh just, well, that, you know, that was crazy like yeah, yeah. depending like, on what part of that country you lived in like you were yeah. set in your ways and they weren't backing down to nothing Cause like they, uh, you know, tour guides are, they're like trained to like, uh, not, I mean, this is just the term I can come up with, but they're trained to like wax poetic about the area. This guy was just like, we drove by the, and at the time I think game of Thrones was still filming there. They still had a couple seasons left mm-hmm. and we and they have a, they have like a, a studio in Ireland that they were renting out. It's mm-hmm. in Belfast. And we went, we went by it. And, you know, I was expecting, you know, like a 15 minute speech about a 15 minute speech by the tour guide about, you know, what the what that show had to do with and what it's done for the area and all that stuff. And he's just like, do you like the Game of Thrones? We're like, yeah, because they film it over there. And then we just kept going. I'm surprised you didn't add the dirty bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was just like, all right. Well, jiggy bastards are over there. That reminds me of when I was younger, my family went on a trip to Canada, and like uh, the ho- hotel we stayed at was like a castle, some like old, I don't know, medieval castle. Mm-hmm. And we okay. a tour of it, and the, the guy giving the tour was just so fucking wasted on it. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Where at in Canada? Like uh, what general uh, province? Alberta, I think. Okay, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I don't know, been a long time. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, not to not to interrupt a Cana- a good Canadian story, but um, me and Milos, uh, as part of the things I've been doing this this December, uh, recording a bunch of Christmas movie pods. Um, well, that's better than what you did last December. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> true. Um, and um, so I'd much rather be doing that anyway. Uh, one of them we're we're doing that. Um, is November Christmas. Um, it actually takes place apparently in Rhode Island. I had no idea watching the entire movie. Um, and um, it was filmed four hours from your house, Brent. From my house? Yep. In, uh, oh, shit. Uh, Wood, Woodville. Okay. Woodville, Canada. It's right outside of Halifax. Okay, and and they said that that town looked very similar to Wickford, Rhode Island, and so because they couldn't film in Rhode Island, they filmed it over there. Mm-hmm. Was there, like, there was a lot of movies that like were filmed them. filmed here in Nova Scotia that like are either supposed to be like in movies be Ireland or like different parts of the East Coast of fucking like, America. Like, yeah, huh? Which I thought was funny. I was like, huh, interesting. I kind of wish I had known that before I started <laughs> doing the pod. I would have made like jokes or whatever, but I was like, "Oh, there you go." Mm, it's a pretty, it's a pretty sad. You might see, you might see Brent sitting there angrily smoking a joint in the background somewhere. Uh, it's a pretty sad and depressing movie. I, yeah, I was gonna I, say you, know, you, you said I'm, that was pretty depressing, right? Yeah, honestly, I I wouldn't really suggest it for anybody who's you know in our little sphere of moving things. But hey, you know it's uh, <laughs> Milos really likes it, so we. Uh, we potted it, and uh, here we go. It's really depressing. 
It really is, yeah. It's like three hours or something. No, no, it's uh, (laughs) it's a hallmark. It's a hallmark movie. It's a hallmark movie about a girl dying of cancer. Oh, wicked! Oh, yuck! And it really puts you in the Christmas spirit. I was just gonna say nothing to get you in the Christmas spirit, like fucking Justin. I'd rather watch the psyop double hallmark movie. That's just the same thing. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. I'm still trying to find that too. Who was who said really that? Sure. That was Dan Harmon, wasn't it? He's he's yeah. the mm-hmm. Rick and Morty guy. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. can't remember which show it was on, but uh, I think it was maybe the Love Actually one that we just put out today. Um, mm. You had that. You had that rip about the the uh, the Hallmark movie, uh, the way yeah. the Hallmark movies are structured. And then a couple days later, it was last Sunday. Corey watches that Sunday morning thing on CBS. Mm-hmm. And they had and they had a whole they had a whole piece on the Hallmark movies and how they like film them all in the same place and they film a couple of them you know they film like they film all of them in like three months and yeah. uh, we're watching that and they and- all start Candace Cameron Bure for no reason at all yeah. no <laughs> no she- not now now she's yep. going to like the her country own, channel her own yeah. station yeah and she was in the room when we were doing that the other day and we're watching this thing on CBS on the Hallmark on the Hallmark Channel movies, and she just starts laughing, and I turn to her and go, what? And she goes, I'm just thinking of all that stuff that Justin said, because he's entirely correct about how those movies are made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, um, like I said, it's, uh, you know, Noel or Holly, um, and he, she goes to a small town, a small town um, after being in the big city, or vice versa, it could be Nick or Chris, um and they go and they go to the big time <laughs> they go to the big time city or or from the big time city to the small town and whoever's in the small town has to convince them of the christmas spirit uh so then um you know and they're also there to buy some sort of farm or some sort of attraction that's like long standing and has a family history and so they end up falling in love with the person who's in the small town and they end up learning the Christmas spirit. Um, well, yeah, probably getting, they probably get engaged in like three days. There, there's um, usually that one character that's super bitter because something bad happened in their past, mm-hmm, and they like yep. they learn how to love at Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the difference between the original show and what he just did was like the completely beaten down tone of voice he had. Like, oh like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of felt like maybe you know because I. I I'm pretty sure you spent a lot of time with the younger sister. Am I correct there? And yeah, I kind of well, felt, it's, and it's I kind mostly of felt like my uh, my my grand my grandmother and my mother watch them all the time. Yeah, and, and I kind whenever of I, like it, whenever I walk into my dad's house, my stepmom has them on all the time. Or yeah. my sister used to have them on all the time when she lived around here. It kind of felt like the the tone of like I've been strapped into a chair and forced to watch <laughs> these for a day and a half and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one but, that I've seen. There's one that I've seen four times, bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it's um, it's, uh, it's one with a prince. Um, they're essentially like the royal family in England, but they can't say it. And it's right. uh, a girl who she was in a show. I can't remember her name, but she was in a show. She's Megan Merkel. She's kind of cute. She's not super hot, but she's kind of cute. Megan Merkel. Um, she's an American girl now. Wow. And um, slightly, no, <laughs> slightly, slightly lighter. 
And um, uh, Brent have Meghan Markle Tourette's now. Well, yeah. he, everything he's saying, well, she's, she's in the royal family. She's climbing yeah. an asshole. She's well, American. It's like well, Meghan Markle. Well, well, it, was, it was basically Meghan Markle before it was Meghan Markle. If it, if it so helps any, her name probably is the like British a, first word by this point. Yeah, she became she came over from like New York to be a babysitter for the royal family after she met the prince in New York. And you know she started to fall in love with him, but she couldn't love him because she's because he's destined to marry. Um, I don't know, Princess Diana. Yeah, whatever. Next door, <laughs> and and you know they're gonna join forces, and they're gonna be the greatest prince and princess of all time. And then, and then eventually he goes, you know what? I don't care about the throne. I love you. And then goes and 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 falls into her arms as she's about to get onto a plane back to America. That dirty, oh stinky God, that America. sounds horrible. Ugh, it is. It, it is like a it's Disney movie without any yeah. of the fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds ugh, yuck. And, and and he has kids or something, or he has siblings. I don't know. <laughs> and she falls in love with them, or he used to be married or something, and his wife died. I don't know. Okay, Brent, here's a, like here's, a, here's a random uh, segue, okay? Corey, <laughs> and I have been, Corey and I have been trying to figure, figure this out ever since we've got these new cats, right? We've had them for about a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. Why do they constantly follow you into the bathroom? It's just a cat thing. Hmm. Like, one, of, one of our cats shits in the tub. It's kind of getting a fucking... I'm kind of getting pissed off about it. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but now it's been doing it for like a month. Yeah, yeah I would, five separate I would times watch out for that, Justin, cat. because our last cat started yeah. started pissing and started pissing in her shower instead of the box, and then it died like a couple months later. Yeah, no, no, that, that can usually be a either like they don't like the litter fucking mixture that you're using, <laughs> or yeah, there someone's leaving a smell in the tub after they shower, like the smell of someone's fucking shampoo. That they yeah. just don't like, and they're trying to scent market to themselves. Like it could well, be a lot one, of different things. Well, it's also it's also a little bit of a special cat. So oh well, it, it could just. I, be I that. still think you should start calling him Chumbawamba. <laughs> just because he's always tub thumping. <laughs> like. Yeah, he was he was a cat. He was a cat that we saved uh, from outside. So there's a bunch of feral cats in the neighborhood, and we still feed them to this day. Mm. Don't get me started. Um, yeah, and so. Yeah, so um how many cats do you have? Just the one? Uh no. So um, Does the other one is the other one like a bully to the cat that's shitting in the tub? No, um we have three we have technically we have four in the house. One of them stays downstairs. He doesn't like coming upstairs for some reason. Um so he kinda like hangs out in the basement when he's not outside. Um so we have three in the house. Yeah. Uh, one of them, one of them, kind of stays on his own because he is like the father of like one of the cats. But we brought him in like later <laughs> while he was like sick. Um, so he's kind of a feral cat, kind of a house cat now, um, which I wasn't a fan of. But that's okay because um, that's not always a great idea. And uh, so he kind of just kind of like stays away from everybody. Um, and then the other two have kind of grown up with each other. Um, and we saved both of them from outside because um, they both had some kind of issue or whatever, and they were kind of on the bridge of death. Yeah. And uh, we brought them to like the animal hospital, and 
between my mom and my grandma, they spent like, I don't like two grand or whatever to save them. And so yeah. they'll, well, we're going to keep them now because we just spent all this money to save them. And so, yeah, yeah we had my cousins, we had my cousins were like, that. oh, yeah. Uh, we that, had to do that with one of ours pretty pretty early on, too. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, him, the cat pooping in the tub might have been like in the litter, and one of the other cats either like swatted him coming out or like bullied him when he was about to go in, and he just got freaked out about going to the litter pan. Like, cats are fucking weird yeah. sometimes, like that. Like, it doesn't take much to spook them away from their litter pan, and then they will go find somewhere where like they think it's them being clean by mm-hmm. pooping in the tub because it always smells like it's being washed because yeah. your soap and stuff, right? So, like, well, well, it, maybe, with cats, it, it could be so many different things. Like, yeah, it could be that, but that's also the one that shits on top of the uh, container that we keep the 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 litter in. Um, like, he shits on the lid of the container, <laughs> and that's the one that you heard one time when we were doing a pod, like, like kind of like nails on a chalkboard or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so he's he, I, he's not really all there upstairs. So it could be it could be that too. Could yeah. be some oxygen deprivation. So well, yeah, cats uh, are like people. Sometimes you just get a retard. Yep. I just thought of something we can uh, go on for a little bit. So we're coming up on the end of the year. Why and... you don't want to talk about cats? <laughs> I just figured, you know, we are, we are a we are a uh, popular media show, so I figured I should mm-hmm. maybe dip into that a little bit. Um, so, of all the the new releases of this year that we all seen, Brent, feel free to excuse yourself because I know you don't see many. Um, was there anything this year that you went into surprised by how much you liked it when it was done? Well, I do have an answer. It's not a movie, but right. yeah, okay, that's the dragon. Yeah, that that's one for me. Yeah, I was not. My expectations of that were not high. Well, they uh, shit the bed so bad in the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones that I was just like, oh, they're doing a prequel. Like, yeah. I'll watch it just so I have a right to no. complain about it when we do a pod on it. But then, like, the more I watched it, the more I was like, wow, like this is actually like pretty engaging considering. Would you say yeah. it's just because Benioff and Weiss, one, they're not around, and two, there's actual, you know, like source material for it? It's partly that Benioff and Weiss are gone. It's partly that they're sticking closer to source material, although they did make some like pretty liberal changes to it. But I think most of it just comes down to like the early seasons of Game of Thrones. You had some really, really good actors. And by the last two seasons, most of them were killed off in the show. So like you were stuck with like Kit Harrington just making faces and yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think the quality of acting really fucking helped House of the Dragon because like yeah. everybody there, even in the most bit roles, were putting in like a hundred and twelve percent. Yeah, so. you're right. The the later seasons of Thrones, like your best act I mean not that not to crap on this person because I think he's great, but I mean your only like quality actor left in the last couple of seasons was Dinklage. Yeah, like well Dinklage was good, but like they didn't write much for him. So like it went the same with Kit Harrington, like early seasons, like his acting is on par. Like he holds his own in scenes with some really like strong actors, like the guy who played the uh, the old bear, like the knights, the Lord Commander, Mormon. Yeah, yeah. Like he holds his own with like a really good actor like that. And then like later seasons, once they started winning Emmys, they stopped writing like actual character moments, and they just started writing like and now have a reaction face. So like something had happened instead of Jon Snow like actually getting to act with someone, he'd just be standing there like mugging for the camera. 
And there was, they, they cut a lot of that out for this show and, like, actually made it more, like, interacting acting. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked by how much I actually liked that show. Um, I wouldn't mind if they just kind of recast Emma Darcy, but that's just me. Well... And like that's, even uh, she that's didn't grown do... up. Uh, that's grown up. Uh, what's her face there, right? Rainier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rainier. Yeah, like even she but... wasn't terrible, but like coming off of what Millie Alcock did, it's like, eh. Like it just feels yeah. flat. Even though that kind of yeah. is where the character should go in a lot of ways. Like, yep. But like, oh, that's like the only one that I was like, yeah, like you could recast that, and I wouldn't be so bad, like upset about it. But no yeah. one that's just like. Useless. I haven't seen it. If I had to make a sports analogy, you know, there's no one that's a uh, current day Kendrick Nunn on this uh, on this show. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, Can I just really quickly? Yeah. I just had to point this out. From last night, when Kendrick Nunn played, he woke up feeling dangerous. Zero points. Zero <laughs> rebounds. Zero assists. Zero. Uh, zero from six shots from the field. Go. Well, he said he woke up feeling dangerous. He didn't say yeah. it was like to the other team. He might have been yeah. just dangerous to his own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. Not, I'm not sure what my team, what Justin, I guess our team has been doing the last couple games. So I'm gonna recuse myself from this one. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really been paying much attention. I do know that uh, Jason Tatum took uh, last Sunday's game off because it was Deuce's fifth birthday. So they did a party oh. for him. Well, they lost two straight to Orlando, and they lost to Indiana last night. Mm. So, and it, they got down to Indiana by thirty last night, and almost came back, came all the way back. But uh, it's just considering how well they played early on, like the last couple of games, we're kind of like, all right, <laughs> okay. I I gotta say something about it since we're on sports, like. Is it not a little bit suspicious that like the like two days after the NFL says that they're sports entertainment, you have like one of the most scripted feeling games ever? Oh, the Vikings Colts thing. Yeah, yeah, they're down by thirty like ten minutes into the game, and then they come back and to fucking win it like yeah. the last minute. It's like uh, maybe not the best time to say sports entertainment for your league. Yeah. Now, in reality, is that because then they don't have to follow like? State Athletic Commission concussion rule. Mm-hmm. We'll do it usually. That's that's why yeah. Vince McMahon changed it from wrestling to sports entertainment when he did was to get away from some of the commission rules. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can pay your players in different ways. You can ignore certain medical fucking like major medical issues like oh I don't know concussions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's more it's more of a technical out legally than it is an actual like oh. Yeah. But just it, it was funny because the week that they say, "Oh, we're sports entertainment now," you have like a super Vince McMahon feeling ending to a game, like yeah, or or like the uh, the Patriots game that that was just crazy. <laughs> oh fuck you! I don't want to think about that anymore. That was so that was so dumb. Like I just I assume we're talking about the Raiders loss, right? Yeah, yeah. So, that was so dumb. Like I I get Jacoby Myers coming out and saying like. That's not what the coaches told me to do and all that stuff. It was still fucking stupid. Like, I would have understood it if he'd come out and said, you know, I lost track of what the score was. I thought we were losing. So then I did that. I right. think I think it's I think it's hilarious that Bill Belichick just threw Mac Jones under the bus. And he was yeah. like, Yeah, we, we didn't we didn't do a Hail Mary because he can't throw it that far. Like, yeah. What oh, shit does Bill shit. Belichick have to give anymore? Like 
He's he made millions. He's one of the most winning coaches he, in he NFL wants, history. He wants to be able to say he can get one ring without Brady. That that's what's driving. Yeah, him. no, that, that is could very it. well be. But like, yeah. aside from that, like he's still he's, he's already a Hall of Fame. He's already a super rich Hall of Famer who like is going to be oh, very yeah. hard for anybody to come up with the track record that he had in the next. You know what I mean? Like, because no one will keep a job that long. Well, that's anyway. the thing. Like. A, the fact that he's kept that job as long as he has. B, the fact that he lucked into one of the best quarterbacks in my lifetime. Like, yeah. From what I heard, <laughs> though, from what I heard, though, I think he's gonna he's either gonna get fired at the end of this year, or they're just or Kraft is just gonna get him to like go the fuck away because uh, who are they gonna who gonna I don't who know. Are they gonna hand the keys to Matt I don't know. <laughs> no, I God, I hope not. Um, but apparently Kraft wants them to start fucking Zippo now. Uh, oh, Zappy? Yeah, and honestly, with I like Mac Jones, but with the way he's played the last month, what do you got to lose, really? Mm. I mean, um, do you think that like Tom Brady could retire and the fucking Patriots might go after him as a coach? When when Tom, yes. Brady, I don't think he has the mentality for coaching. I mean, he he already no. has a contract with Fox to do. Yeah. To Have do you ever calls. listened to a Bill Belichick interview? Do you think that guy's got the mentality for anything either? <laughs> like <laughs> sometimes it's who you surround with the head coach too. Yeah. Right? When, well, when Tom been, Brady been, destroys uh, his family to have a worse QBR than Geno Smith. <laughs> hey, I, lo- I just hey, love that he hey, left hey, the hey. team that he became hey, famous don't... with to go to the FTX fucking arena because he was a spokesperson, and now look where that's at for him. Yeah. Hey, don't don't get on Geno Smith, okay? He's a pro bowler. He's a baller, okay? He is a top six quarterback in this league. In what fucking oh, world is he a pro bowler? Like he the same one bowler. that fucking Pat McAfee is. Like, are you talking he about is. this year or yeah, this year? He, you know, he's this on the Pro year, Bowl. He, this, team. this year he's earned it, but I'm I'm thinking you somehow yeah. thought he made the Pro Bowl one of his Jets years. I'm like, he's no, awful. no, I'm no, I'm saying this year. This year he oh, is yeah. like one of the greatest quarterbacks that's playing. No, this year it's entirely deserved. He's been great. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Well, um, sometimes it just takes people 17 years to develop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, sometimes there, you got to get from here to there. You know what I mean? Yeah, when there you give is up so much supermodel life to have a worse QBR than Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I, um, but there is a rumor that uh, supposedly uh, uh, Kingsbury and um and Brady are going to team up and go to New England next year. I don't know how I don't know how true that players is. Players or coaches. To, no, Kingsbury is the head coach of the Cardinals, and uh, Brady obviously quarterback. So he, Brady's going to go back to New England, and then Clint Clint uh, Clint Kingsbury is going to uh, Cliff Clint Kingsbury is going to. There's too many K's there. Um, is going to replace Bill Belichick. Okay. Yeah, I don't see Brady coming back for another year. Like I still think the only reason he came back this year is because they well, no, they announced. I- his retirement before he, he got to. Though. Now I think he has to though. He doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> want. He doesn't want Fair the enough. last. He doesn't want the last year of his career, like the legacy of the last year of his career, to be like I decided uh, playing football was more important than my marriage, and we were fucking terrible. <laughs> I just love that he it's won. True, he lost all of his money with FTX. Yeah, he lost a big chunk of it. Yeah, like all I love, the signing I love bonuses all the... were in FTX and everything. Like. I love all the stuff a, um, AB has been posting on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff about like about like banging his wife and shit like that. It's pretty Did they put him in jail yet? Nah, I don't think so. 
Oh, <laughs> I still think it's hilarious that she's got three silver ball rings and never threw a touchdown in her life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, wait a minute, though. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, okay, because a couple of those were before. Were well, if it's if it's assets after the marriage, she might have like one, maybe. Is um, I think a couple of those were before they got married. Yeah, but it's a joke. I wasn't actually serious. She probably didn't get any oh, of I the know. rings. I, I, I she just got the money that. value for what would have been her share of rings. I overplayed she, she that joke. That wasn't half the good. contract. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, she makes more money than he does. I anyway. would say, if anything, like, he should be suing her for child support. You know, the man yeah. lost everything in, in crypto. <laughs> And I still think you're going to see a lawsuit within the next like two or three years. Once they figure out what the fuck went on with FTX, you're going to see either her sue him or him sue her for whichever one pushed the other to start investing into that particular crypto. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think there's going to be some drama in the next couple of years with his like, yeah, divorce stuff. Like I'm, I'm just hoping a crypto.com crashes next. So like we can rename it the Staples center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the only way you're allowed to do that is if Staples actually pays the most in the name bid. Because, like, yeah. for all you know, Business Depot is going to go in and be like, we'll pay an extra $10. And they're like, all right, fuck the Staples Center. This is now the Business Depot Center. Yep. Please. Well, that's what they did with the Crypto.com thing. Well, that's what's going to happen with the FTX Stadium down in Florida. Oh, okay. Right, like yeah. they they can't pay for the obligation, so it'll just go back into like a bid war, and whichever yeah. company decides to pay the most, it'll be like Pepsi Cola Stadium again. Like, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they rename Crypto dot com Arena into Waste Management Arena. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yes, yeah, that's going to be what that that's going to be the level that team is on when LeBron leaves. Well, it's it's practically there. I mean, oh my god. AD is out indefinitely, and apparently they don't even know what, what the entry is. This man, um, this this man gets hurt when his barber shop slaps the cream on his on his neck. I mean, oh I my god! Somebody probably breathed on him. Holy shit! He <laughs> is the definition of a glass cannon. Like, and yeah. like people used to say that about guys like Bosch, but like at least Bosch could put together thirty straight games without fucking falling apart for fucking two months. Like, yep, yes. I'll always have the memory of Bubble AD. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not that that he doesn't have the talent when he's healthy. It's just a matter of keeping him healthy for more than a month. I I don't think he has the mentality to be like the guy, personally. You know what? If When you look at like the last dance, he is very much a Scottie Pippen. Yeah, compare him to like the other big guys, like Giannis. Like, Mm. doesn't even compare like Giannis, no, not even he'll, he'll get you over the line. But AD like that's the thing. Like players like him never would have lasted more than a season or two in Patrick Ewing NBA, like Michael Jordan NBA. Like those guys were fucking big, mean, and rough. Like because yep. somebody would have elbowed him in the face and he would have broken his fucking spine. <laughs> well, you look at how many times like fucking like big guys like the Pistons would fucking come down on top of guys like Jordan, like right on the fucking top of their head with their elbows, and it's like holy. Fuck, like that's got to shorten a career. But honestly, yeah. honestly, what's kind of happening now, especially in the NBA, is um, and AD I think was like right at the start of this because he's a few years younger than me. Um, and he's um, like twenty nine, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's a few years younger than me. 
Um, <laughs> and um, he was right at the start of this where they started making guys instead of when you were in like high school and middle school and stuff like that, you'd play basketball and football or basketball and baseball. You would play multiple sports or even soccer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's more specifically to one. Yeah. To try now and get that big yeah money. So now yeah. it's like in order to play AAU, you need to get rid of everything and just play AAU. And that's what's happening with a lot of these guys like Ja, Ja Morant. He just went out because he had like an injury like he broke his leg or something in like a weird way or something mm-hmm. where like where like it doesn't normally happen or something. Yeah. And, that was like recently, right? Yeah, yeah, like a, like yeah. a week ago or something. Uh, and I'm like maybe and, and, but- and that and that's a problem now is that they're finding out that they're talking to doctors and stuff and they're like yeah, they're like when we see these MRIs and everything, um these injuries are because of repetitive motions for these particular athletes and by doing the same things over and over and over again where you didn't see it before because football uses some different muscles than basketball does and baseball uses You're building the whole muscles, body you know instead I mean? of yeah. yeah yeah it's well, wear on different it's, parts it's of the body instead of all one area yeah 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 i mean yeah, plus well, all I, these sports are getting faster stronger and you know well it's, it's weird like only takes like i'm time. not i'm not super old but like I'm old enough to remember when Bo Jackson was playing two sports. Oh yep. yeah, and like yeah, he was pretty decent at both sports. Like not a superstar really, but like good enough in both that like you knew who he was. Like Deion Sanders. Deion yep. Sanders and is Bruce. one, yeah. And, and then Jordan was like, "I can do a, that," and it was like, "No, no, you can't." <laughs> didn't he win a uh, uh, a World Series ring with the Braves or something? Deion, I yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think he. I also. I thought he won a Super Bowl with the Cowboys, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's. He. I think he's the only player that has won a Super Bowl ring and a World Series. Mm. Yeah, it would make sense. I don't think Bo. I don't think Bo Jackson did. No, he didn't. He didn't ever. He yeah. didn't do much in baseball because yeah. the fucking White Sox were shit. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kyler Murray Crazy. got drafted by the Oakland A's. I don't think ever. He might have done minor league in the football offseason, but. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he chose football. Kyler Murray, but like you think the only guy, like modern uh, player I can think of that tried to jump from one sport to the other, like after MJ was uh, Tim Tebow. Yeah, Yeah. look how that went. Um, Russell Russell Wilson. Did everybody drop uh, it? No, you're fine. Oh, what happened? I heard him. I don't know. Russell Wilson played two sports. Right? Yeah, he yeah he, he played he played uh spring spring training for uh, the Yankees. Oh, did he? Okay, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he he played Brent, spring we training. Can, like, we can hear you. I don't know what you've got going on there. Uh, huh. Brent. Brent. Oh, there it is. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. I don't know what you got going on there. Oh, remember, remember during the uh during the NBA lockout from. When was the last one? Twenty ten. Oh. I can't. Uh, whenever yeah. the last one was, and all and like all the NFL teams tried to get LeBron to play for them. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. hearing a lot of that. Yeah. Well, there was there was actually a lot of talk about him going to the Cowboys. Yeah. That that would have been like just crazy. See him like half a season. Oh, that'd be stupid for him. 
Well, he's not used to being in a contact sport. So, yeah. like, the I first time he gets lot. tackled and breaks an arm and he's out for an NBA yeah. season. Think about how much money that loses him. You know, yeah. Allen Iverson? Allen Iverson actually could have been in the NFL. Well, yeah, he was oh, yeah. up for both drafts, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yep. he was, He was. Um, I think he was a running back. And um, he was a motor. Oh, I've yeah. seen some video yeah. of him online that they filmed back then. Dude could run. Dude was like, like was they were like returner? legit. Um, I think he was that too. But I think I think they used him as a running back too, and yeah. he he just kept going. I think he became a punt returner when he started focusing on basketball. Um, but he had some D one colleges like offering him scholarships for football. Yep. And he's like, he's like, honestly, I probably would have done better if I went into football than basketball. And I'm just thinking, well, he would have made more shit, money, you know, but like yeah. longevity of career, like. But I'm thinking in my head, like, dude, well, he made like a fair amount of money playing basketball. I think he just didn't like the way the yeah. league was run. Well, yeah. well his, I, his whole problem was never the skill; it was always the attitude, right? Like. Yep. He was very confrontational with anyone that criticized him at all. And, like, mm-hmm. if you're a sports player, you're going to get criticized no matter how good you are. So, like, practice. he just, yeah. We talking about practice. practice We're talking about practice. Dude was, like, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And I will say In his that. generation, he's definitely one oh, of the overlooked just, ones. Uh, he, was, he was, oh, yeah. Unfortunately drafted by Philadelphia. Well, that's just it. Mm-hmm. Look how shitty some of the teams he was on. And, like, he drug them to the playoffs several times and, like, it was like all on him. He like there was no Dude, when he doing a perfect uh, postseason. Yep, that's right. what I was gonna say. He brought that team, that shitty team with fucking Eric Snow mm-hmm. and McKee and, and fucking they, he... Matt Geiger. Yep. Oh yeah, and like they, he literally and, carried think, those motherfuckers think, uh, deep a couple of times. Like I think, like I think, like an old um, Matumbo was also. Yeah, on they, that. Made the, they made that. They made that panic Matumbo. Yeah, and he. And he he got them all the way up into the finals, and even beat Kobe and Shaq in their prime as as a duo, and and almost I mean you know there were some games some games were pretty close. So I think there was one that was, yep yep over Tyloo, yep. I I remember watching that finals, and I just was like. He put the five other guys on the court, like the the starting roster of that team, on his back, and literally carried them like two, three rounds yeah. in the playoffs. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. I I mean like, we wow. we talk about we talk about LeBron doing that sometimes. Iverson did it. Like he yeah. took that team. That team was a bunch of fucking Kendrick nuns and fucking yes. shit yeah. bums. Essentially, half of that team, like like on court starting lineup, like they literally recruited down at a beer league at the fucking like local rec yeah. center. If you and, like, if you if you go back and if anybody has access to like NBA two K like one mm-hmm. or whatever or like NBA ninety nine or whatever the fuck it was, like it was Allen Iverson in the nineties, and then like the next guy was like like seventy nine. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah, dude. I mean, that that team and then LeBron with. I think that was Eric Snow. Twenty eighteen Cavs are like yeah. the three like greatest carrying a just otherwise awful team to the finals. Yeah, like literally putting a team well, on your about, back and going, "Fuck it, I'll do it myself." What <laughs> like, about yeah. that year? What about that year that LeBron took the fucking nobody Cavs to the finals and got smoked? 
by the Spurs. Yeah, but nobody yeah, ever expected him to do that. About. But so the fact yeah. that he got yeah. that far on, like literally just being LeBron alone, was fucking and, impressive back then. Shit, like, yeah, that was that was oh seven. And he probably is only what like 23, 24 doing that. Um, I mean, so yeah, he wasn't old. And so he yeah. entered the league at you know like sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, know. that's the my favorite part of the Dikembe Mutombo story is like he never knew how old he was because like the tribe that he came <laughs> from didn't have calendars. So he's like, "Well, yeah. I'm somewhere between like 35 and 42," and everyone was just like, "All right, then, good enough for us." Yeah, not and in my did, house. And if you did that now, it would be like a fucking federal crime. <laughs> well, they well, do there's do still it. suspicion uh, that the Russians did that with Alex Ovechkin in the NHL. Mm. Yeah. He, they well, say they like he was actually Cuban 21 or 22 instead of 18 when he got drafted that year because they fudged his fucking birth certificates and stuff. And like, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, 07 Cavs, like, just lineup. Oh, my God, it's so bad. It's yeah, like, there's LeBron. nothing. It's LeBron James and literally who? Um, Who's and their the best coach, And the coach is Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is now with Which, the honestly, King. Honestly, he really wasn't all that bad of a coach with LeBron. Like, no. I think... Honestly, well, it's not, it's not hard back, to coach when, like, your literal game yeah. plan is is the I fucking mean, fresh prince give the ball I, to Will. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think, I think, I think he was probably if if I had to go back and look at all of LeBron, LeBron's coaches, I think he was the best coach for LeBron. I yeah, think because they he was, had the unfortunate happenstance of having shitty teams. But he was one hundred percent focused on LeBron. Like, do you remember the Fresh Prince mm-hmm. episode where Will's the star basketball yep. player? Yeah. And like the coach is like literally every play, just get the ball to Will, get the ball yep. to Will. And that was literally <laughs> his. So, like, of course, LeBron loved him because, like, he there was no other guy that he wanted to touch the ball. Like, yeah. If you accidentally get the ball from another player, just instantly well, had, pass it uh, to the one guy and let him do everything because that's yeah, the think, only way we're going to win. That team, I think that team had Ricky Davis on it. Oh, um, God, Ricky Davis. <laughs> I think he was still on that team at the time. Um, that team had. Um, did that team have Delonte West? No, possibly. I don't so. no. Yeah, I, no. Well, or did they pick him up after they went no, to the playoffs? They were like, I we need to put Delonte West at that point. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because he was part of the he was part of the KG trade. Um, who who was on? Oh, uh, Mo Williams, I think Daniel was on that Gibson. team. Big Z, Big Z was on that team. His Daniel Gibson, David Wesley, who? Eric Snow. Oh, David Wesley. Yes. Oh, who did you say, Eric Snow? Yeah, he was on that Philly Holy team. Holy shit, he was on that Philly team too. Wow, <laughs> wow. Was that when the Cavs had that guy Daniel Gibson? Too yes, Wooby, yeah. Wooby Gibson. Yep. Yes, Shannon Brown, <laughs> uh, Dwayne Jones. I mean, not exactly <laughs> Hall of Famers here. No, like literally, who is like could be every one of their names. This is why, like you know. Who you're drafted by matters. Like we can never have a real goat debate in basketball because LeBron was drafted by such a fucking terrible organization. Whereas you know MJ was, you know, well, say what you oh, want about it. Uh, they they no, were no, pretty no, fucking no, no, bad no, no, no. when he got drafted. They were oh, pretty no. fucking terrible when he got drafted by the Bulls. Yeah, yeah like people think the Bulls are a thing, but it was only because were, of Jordan and Pippen. They were like, they were smoking cigs and like functionally they were smoking cigs and putting them out on basketballs. Yeah, in the locker room. Like, it was pretty shitty in '84. Pippen, and then mm. hired the goat coach of that sport, like a goat they, coach, and then like Rodman on defense Honestly, they, definitely fucking helped them out. Like yeah. getting Tony Kuko when he came in, like that was. 
They weren't that they, bad with Collins as coach. But like they they figured out a way to build around the pieces that they drafted, and then they became the Bulls that you think of, like the Bulls. But like before that, they were a perennial fucking turd. Like, like the the Cavs never got together, and then just straight up betrayed LeBron. And like, how can you blame him for leaving that shit show? I don't blame him. I don't blame him for for leaving. I blame him for the theatrics. Yeah, yeah sure. the, the decision well, thing was absolutely moronic. What pissed me off was yeah. like, I want to leave and go to a super team because I deserve it. And it's like, okay, you probably do, but you shouldn't say that. And then he goes back to Ke- yeah. Cleveland like the next year, and like they don't have thirty parking spots reserved for his entourage, and he gets pissy about it. And it's like, all right, you know what? You fuck you. Like that's now you're just being a diva about well, it. Like I understand my... you wanting to go to a better team in the first place, but when you mm-hmm. expect the team that you left in bad circumstances to just be like, oh, and here's everything you ever want. Like, no, you don't play here anymore. Fuck you. The no, decision bro, was let, me just... ask, let me ask you a question. I saw two things about LeBron in the last week. Or, well, one of them from a couple months ago. But at what point is he going to get smacked down by the league for all this shit he does very quietly that no one seems to notice. Like the idea he won't, that because they they put well, too much time and effort to make him the things? face of the NBA. Well, here, here's another thing, right? So I saw this the other day that he he's Justin. You probably know this too. He's a partner of the Red Sox now. Yeah, and they're and they're saying that that group might be the main owner of one of the expansion teams that the NBA is going to have in the next few years, probably in Vegas or Seattle. Well, that's how, how many years before they put that. Well, how many years before they get that I mean, franchise well, actually playing and, and will he still be playing at that time? Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, if he's, if he's not, that's fine. But like, if he's still actively playing when there's a team that he owns on the, in the league, it's like, what the, what the fuck? No, he, no, he's, he's not going to be able to own it as a player. Um, it's, so what's happening is they're going to do an expansion draft probably in like, they're going to do expansion probably in the next like three, two, three years. Um, they're going to, there, there's going to be automatically a team in Seattle. And then the other team is expected to be Vegas, which LeBron has been pushing for Maverick Carter has been pushing for. And Fenway sports group is positioning with the sale of uh, Liverpool to be the owners of that Vegas team. Yeah, Sorry. which uh, other, which LeBron is pushing for. The other one that got me that nobody seemed to really notice is like, how is it not? How is it not uh, free agency tampering? Whatever for him to say at last year's All Star game, I'm gonna go wherever my kid gets picked. It is. Well, it is. Yeah. But see, he's the face of the league. Like until someone else yeah. comes in and definitively replaces him as the guy for the NBA, they'll never crack down on him. It's yeah, the same in every every right. major sport. It's just like it's just like what, what, what happened. Surely he'd be like a free agent by then, right? Well, no, it, 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 it can be considered tampering, what? but well, you can't ahead, say stuff like you can't say stuff like that when you're playing yeah. for somebody, and yeah, then he can say it during go the somewhere else. Yeah, he can say it during the off season when he's a free agent, but he can't say it while he's under while contract. He's under contract because then it makes it look like he's already working towards his next contract yeah. somewhere else. And that, yeah, there's legalities to it. But like they, like I said, they won't ever crack down on him until someone yeah. else comes in as the actual face because they put yeah. too much time and effort into yeah, making I mean, him the guy. And if they have to admit that he did some like, well, shady they, shit, well, they that they the, look bad. They did the same thing with Michael. Yeah. I mean, you know, they were yeah, the gambling they, scandals that he had. Yeah, they they suspended him essentially by having him retire. Basically, 
that's what happened was during all the gambling stuff, they were like, listen, we're going to, we're going to suspend you for a year. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, I'm going to retire. And so then the, that's what happened. It was the same in hockey with Wayne Gretzky. Mm. Like his wife was the one, actually, they say that she was the one whose name was on a lot of the books, but it was probably Gretzky telling her to make the bets and stuff. And once they started to find that out, like he just retired out of nowhere and like he could have played another three, four years effectively. Right. Mm-hmm. But no, he just fucked off out of the game, like quick and quiet. And then a year later, you found out that like, oh, there's this big gambling scandal with a bunch of players and Wayne Gretzky was involved, but he's retired now. So we won't do anything to him, but everybody else are getting cracked down on like. Hmm. He's yeah, he's I mean, not all that bad on um on uh, TNT. Oh, Gretzky's yeah. a likable guy. Like yeah, and like if you look at what he used to do, like in a in an era where nobody was doing shit like that, like he was he played like a modern day player, and like I, uh, the records that guy holds, like Alex Ovechkin has been in the league for what seventeen years now, and he's still a hundred goals away from Gretzky's goal record. If you mm. take away every goal Wayne Gretzky ever scored in the NHL, he's still the leading point scorer just on assists. Anyway, let's let's let let's like, let uh let's let Brandon, completely dominant, uh, Brendan like let's let Brendan uh defend LeBron though. We don't want I mean, it to sound like we're back. Well, I got one more thing before we let him make the defense. Oh, okay. Okay. The reason I hate him is because I just and why I don't think he's ever gonna be or should ever be viewed anywhere close to Jordan, right? Is Jordan, oh, you know, guys who were on anywhere close to his level. I mean, there was nobody really on his level at that time, but like the other stars in the league, right? He wanted to kill them all. But Mm -hmm. LeBron is this whiny little twat who's like, I don't have enough talent. Get me this other guy. And it's like, dude, you're a fucking pussy. Shut up. (laughs) Now that I just can't, again, like we're talking about drafting. Michael Jordan didn't have to worry about that because he had two additional top 75 players ever next to him and the greatest coach of all time. Mm. Like, like it, say, like, I think personally, if Michael Jordan had been drafted by, like, the Cavs, like the LeBron Cavs, and they had, you know, wasted essentially, because what, Michael was 23, 22 when he got drafted, right? Something like well, that. this right. was also this was also in a uh, well, this was also in a time where you couldn't go right yeah, from yeah. high school. So think about yeah. it. Imagine he's drafted at 22, 23. They waste ten years of his career with mm. like just absolute trash. Like I don't know. I feel like he probably would have left. Like is he but really like, just gonna yeah. accept? Like, oh, if they didn't, if they didn't improve, that he he almost left oh, a couple absolutely. of times. He didn't have to yeah, like, because I mean, he would have been he would have been he would have been Patrick Ewing. Yeah, but he did complain, like, and he did it in the media. But he didn't bitch about it. He said, like, he'd go out and say, like, "Well, the team needs to get stronger. We need to get harder, and we got we'll come back next year. We'll figure it out in the room." But right. LeBron but never they, ever they was like that. that. His his right. was always more like, "Well, I mean, we need better players, and if you don't get better players, I'll just fucking leave because everybody wants it." And like well, Jordan could have said those things, but he never did. You know what I mean? He was always like, "No, this is also, our team. Oh like, God. we'll figure it out in the room." And also, come on, if imagine if the Delonte West thing had happened to Michael Jordan and the Bulls betrayed him like that, oh, he would have been mm. out of there. There's no way. Oh yeah. Oh well, God, yeah. Again, that's like, why half the reason Pippen is as bitter a fuck as what he is is because like, yeah, like, like Jordan kind of held him down. The great, like, okay, arguably one of the two greatest basketball teams like ever around Michael Jordan, like. Of course, he has no reason to leave. Like LeBron was, uh, until he came back, just surrounded by absolute garbage at that franchise. And with oh, no I don't, I don't fault him for leaving at all. 
That's well, okay. what you could have done. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to belittle like Big Z because I mean, you know, Ilgowskis, for all of his faults, he is not that bad of a player. So he did have somebody not to the caliber of Scottie Pippen. I will admit that, but I mean, he did have kind of somebody to help him. The problem was it just wasn't the somebody he wanted around him, and then it was just poor management with the with the owner and stuff like that. He was just dealt a shitty situation with that. So I don't think anybody's faulting him for leaving. The problem, the thing we're faulting him for is the decision itself, as in the show, the production. That's well, the actress. Yeah, it's, it's the way heel. he handled it. There was yeah, yeah. very little decorum. Yeah, which, <laughs> which honestly isn't a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent his fault because going back and seeing some of the stuff that happened when he was in high school, they were treating him in Ohio like he was God, mm-hmm. and they were selling out like they were having him play in like these big thousand, five thousand seat arenas and selling them out. You know, so it really wasn't his fault entirely. He was kind of built up to be like, you know, his shit doesn't stink. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. if you want to criticize yeah. the theatrics, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I personally yeah. don't put it, really put it, put it on the people the around them, I guess. Yeah, not the defender. But I, mean, at the I don't same want to sound time, like a like, LeBron defender, but but like he's also like he knew he was going to be the face of the NBA four years before mm-hmm. he was in the NBA. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, he was always being groomed as the next big basketball guy after Jordan, basically, right? Like. There was a couple of like guys that held it for, but again, it's like Iverson, like as much as Iverson fucking was pissed off and like shot at the fucking like ownership of Philly. He never was like, no, you need to trade this player, this player and get my friends in here. Like it's the way LeBron actually like used his clout to push stupid moves that he thought was good, even though they weren't good for the team. Like, yes, it got moves made, but like, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. Like I said, uh, it, it's it's the attitude, it's just, the poise like, of the situation more so yeah. than like like nothing against his play. He's yeah. easily one of the best players I've ever seen. But like that's full fair. package. I just don't think he's got all of the things that like a Jordan or even an Iverson had. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for me, I I just I guess I don't care if great players decide to play GM. Like I mean, people always forget this. Like Kobe, literally in a game against the Suns, refused to shoot the ball in the second half to make a <laughs> point, intentionally make them lose to show hey. These guys you have around me are dog shit. Get me yeah, this is what you've home. got without me. Is what now, his statement was. Yeah, you, yeah, and everyone yeah. you know loves Kobe, rightfully so. If LeBron did that, oh my god, the vitriolic hate the man would get from some. No, would be yeah, I, I, I Kobe, never... Kobe Kobe didn't pull that kind of shit several times through his career. Like, I mean, he went on the you know radio I mean? with Stephen A. Smith and like straight up said, "I want to get out of." Uh, LA, me mm-hmm. and Vanessa are house shopping in Chicago right now because he he wanted to go to Chicago and win rings there, you know, to well, be like Jordan. Yeah. That was his plan in like 2006 mm-hmm. after, uh, you know, they were just god awful then. But that's the I thing. Never... Like, but even when, even when Kobe was going after the team, he wasn't like literally singling out players on his team that should have had careers mm-hmm. and then like tanking their careers just because he called them out. You know what I mean? Like the biggest beef he ever got into with any player was him and fucking Shaq. Right, yeah. like yeah. that's a guy who's who's got there's enough a, media a and power to hold his own in a fight with Kobe. Kobe wasn't taking shots at rookies that were coming up and being like, "They're not good enough." It's like, well, teach them to be good enough. Then. Uh, well, I mean, it's like right before they traded for Powell, who I can't remember who was like, "Yeah, Kobe came into practice, like, yo, Kobe, why are you here? Today's your day off." He's like, "No, nah, I just wanted to come say goodbye to all your sorry asses." <laughs> like, he, he literally did that before they traded for Powell. Yeah. but like again, like did that, like. 
did he get a bunch of guys fired or did he like try to motivate them to be better before like they were final evaluation and then traded off because they weren't trying to get better? Like uh, a mean, little bit of both. Yeah, right. Cause like, and tough. that's one thing that like, that's where Jordan has it over a lot of players. And like, it's nothing to do with like on work, on like Kobe, court work. Kobe, it's the Kobe was going to go to like, the fact that He pushed a lot yeah. of those guys, like either get better or we're going to replace you with someone. But he gave them the chance to actually work to get better. As long as they were showing improvements, as long as they were trying to get bigger and stronger every off season, like he yeah. wasn't like, okay, trade that motherfucker now just cause he's not one of mine. Like you want, you want to see something about this? Um, I watched a Netflix documentary a couple months ago and it fell out of my top 10 recently. So we would have brought it up on the top 10 movies of the year show, but uh, Netflix had a documentary called the redeem team. Yeah, about, I have it. I have it on I my watch list. That, watch yeah. it. Yeah, um, and a big part of that is, you know, that that's the first uh, U.S. Olympic team after we was it Australia where we came in third or something, yep. and then uh, yep. everybody freaked out. So he was a big part of the team after France. that. France, and, uh, France won the gold medal. I think Australia got second. Right, and then so Kobe was a big part of the team after that. And, and you can see from that how much he's respected by the other guys of his caliber for he's just captain, the right. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I watched it a couple months ago, but yeah. And it's just like, I guess he was even for the Olympics where a lot of the time they don't, you know, between games and stuff, they're all just kind of farting around. He was still doing the workout psycho stuff and he got all of the, everybody else on the team to go do it as well. Um, so I mean, that, that it, roster was so stacked. It actually, you know, it actually sort of recontextualized him a little bit for me in that, you know, they don't all look at him like what the media did toward the end there. Well, he also yeah. had a problem anyway. Hey, hey Josh. Josh, what's up? Um, but but there's one quote, and I never like to give Max Kellerman any credit. Oh God, I, I will him. say, but I will say this is probably the greatest thing he ever said. Michael Jordan is the GOAT because Allen Iverson wasn't 6'6". <laughs> Not untrue. But again, no, Iverson had that problem. Oh, didn't Shaq say that? He's like, we're all so lucky that Iverson wasn't 6'6". Maybe, maybe they all kind of said it, but I, I remember Max said it on uh, first take and it like kind of... If you, you guys know. ever want to see something funny, look up Max Kellerman uh, rapping. He used to be a rapper. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, those pipe, those pipe boy rappers. <laughs> that sounds awful. Oh my god. Uh welcome Josh. How are you? Good. We were on an adventure looking for a uh a helium warehouse because you know Sarah as a sorority girl goes like all out for parties and we're doing this big New Year's party at our friend's house. And uh we for anyone who doesn't know, we live in like, you know, not our area is not bad, but like literally a block away is, is pretty shady. And, um, you know, I thought it was just a front because we were calling this number and there were like three different numbers. And we went to a warehouse and it was just like loading docks. And then there was like a pop up medical office up front with some Asian chick who's like, I don't know what a helium warehouse is. And let's say, no. was there actually one? Because I know there's literally like a worldwide helium shortage right now. <laughs> I mean, she did finally get a call back from some dude who sounded like he was in his trailer, and uh, he he wanted to gouge her like six hundred bucks on a fucking jumbo helium tank, and then they like 
came down to like 400 on on an extra large and we're like she can get it cheaper at party city so you know what's fucking terrible but hilarious like brendan says worldwide helium shortage and all i can hear is like ride of the valkyries playing while germany starts sending fucking like old fucking world war ii dirigibles over to fucking russia yeah how high are you brent wow quite <laughs> oh my okay jeez oh, yeah so okay we just went on a massive sports tangent i'm gonna go back to where we were before that though what are we um, talking about i remember we were talking about the the popular media things in the last year that we oh. were surprised at their quality level so brent threw out house of the dragon i have one for tv and movies i will go le- one each for tv and movies i will go last uh brendan I- Oh. oh god, I would have to think. Give me a second. Okay, uh, I, I got one. We'll, we'll go to Justin if he's got one. And then I got one. I got one. Okay. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I did not. Ex- movie? I did not expect that movie to be as good as it ended up being. I thought it was just going to be like, hey, nostalgia. Hey, it, that I liked that show when I was a kid. Blah blah blah. That movie was fucking awesome. Um. The only thing I know about that movie is that a, a certain someone we know that loves to write uh, very long paragraphs about movies oh, <laughs> the was, a massive, was a massive fan of that movie to the point of like writing a letter to the CEO. Look <laughs> at the company that made it. Of course, he was like super positive about it. By the way, yeah, the that, writer that, might that not be a really Facebook cool. group called Uh Oh, another manifesto from Alessio. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Justin? I think I'm going to watch that tomorrow. Finally. I'm home, I'm home tomorrow. I think I'm going to give that one a look. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess my pick will be a, you know, thank you, Justin, for saving me from seeing the theater to watch this. Ticket to Paradise was not awful. Like <laughs> <I would> be... <laughs> What's that Did you actually watch that? Yeah, my mom wanted to for her first <laughs> I mean, it's a yeah. very standard, like, rom-com i mean it's the like if you can't predict the plot of this movie like i don't even know what to say like yeah you'll know every, my wife everything saw it too like it no i but... mean like very much like a chick flick you know yeah nice. yeah we were doing uh we were doing the violent night one and he's like oh, i gotta take my mom to go see this tomorrow and i'm like dude it's in a peacock yeah <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna tag Sarah in because you know I can't really think of anything except a movie. Um, okay. What was your favorite? Well, you hated everything this year, didn't you? Pretty much. This year. Oh, yeah. this year. Hi, no, everybody. Not, not, I mean, my favorite TV show every year is Supernatural. Uh, well, actually, wasn't that? I did enjoy. I did uh, enjoy the Stranger Things. Although Wednesday was really really good on Netflix. Nice. Watch that. And what about the awesome. movie? Uh, the new screen came out this year, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did enjoy that. She did. Cool. All right. Yeah, uh, I was, I was, I was thinking about picking that one just because it was, it was kind of better than I thought it was going to be. But I look, I had to look at my list again, and I said, "Oh no, I gotta put, I gotta put Rescue Rangers on there," because I'm like, I was just not expecting <laughs> the quality of that movie, so. Nice. I'm going to agree with Brent, and for TV, definitely say House of the Dragon. 
Um, you know, I wasn't a complete fan of how they did it. We covered that, but for what it was so far, so good. Uh, draws, I, I love the ending better than I ever expected after the yeah. last two or three seasons of Game of Thrones, especially. Right. So, no, no, I mean, I love the ending and we were, we were going back and forth trying to figure out, would that scene be at the end of this season? Would yes. it be like the third, fourth episode of the next season? So, you know, we'll see where, uh, blood and cheese come out. Uh, for movies, if no one else said it, you know, Brendan and I reviewed it, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, it yep. definitely, it moved up in my ranks for the year. I actually ended up getting rid of my ranks because, you know, yeah, there were some pretty good movies and there are some that I didn't see this year more than any, like I barely saw anything, but like even the stuff I enjoyed, I was like, eh, it was one and done. I'd probably never watch it again. This I would watch again. Uh, it was really good. If you have, you know, eight hours to kill driving back and forth or needing to fall asleep, there's a great EFAP on it. Uh, like I said, we did like two reviews on it. And uh, yeah, highly, highly recommended. Much better multiverse movie than Doctor Strange 2, which we also reviewed and eviscerated. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, what would you guys say, like, for the opposite? Something that, like, you were kind of shocked by how bad it was well let me get let me get my positives out first and we'll do that um for movies and i'm gonna i'm not gonna go into this one too hard because it's on my top 10 list so we'll talk more about it when we do the top 10 of the year i was shocked by how much i liked the fablemans um i just expected it to be you know a fucking can't wait yep i just expected it to be a yeah yeah a uh, uh like a self-congratulatory circle jerk and maybe it is that but i actually really enjoyed it so i don't want to get into it too much since it's going to come up again uh tv wise and i'm with you guys on house of the dragon uh, and i know going into this show we talked about this going into it but and i was generally pretty positive about it but i also had a lot of like trepidation about it because of how much i like the original show we're gonna talk about the quantum leap reboot a little bit um, I am a huge fan of that original show. It was basically the first, um, well, I was actually watching TNG by that time, but it was the first, uh, science fiction show like I, that I really made an effort to go look for. Right. And, you know, they've been talking about doing some sort of reboot continuation of this show for years, you know, at one point. And I, I was always disappointed by the ending where the Bacula character never got out of the situation he was in. And even as a kid in like 1994, when that show ended, I was like infuriated. Um, and they've been okay. talking about go. Oh, that's just the last episode. But here we go again. This is the last line. Yeah. Yep. So. You know, and they've been talking about doing a reboot of that show for years. I think it's probably been, or a continuation of that show for years. It's been tossed around by the Sci-Fi Channel. At one point, it was going to be Dean Stockwell and some actress playing the Beckett character's daughter was going to try to go looking for him, and that was going to be the Sci-Fi Channel was going to do that, and then it bombed out. Um, and I was hopeful that this this new one would be something worthwhile and uh i have to credit the casting of uh raymond lee who is excellent uh he has a lot of that same um like kind of that same like everyman thing that bacula had during that first show and you know it skews a little different because it's less of a it's less of a buddy show than the original one was and it's more of like a, a 
full-on like sci-fi ensemble show which is fine and it's actually works really well within the confines of itself but it's not you know it's if you're looking for something close to what the original show was it is that in concept but it takes the concept in a significantly different direction than the original show did and i have been you know it's on a break right now until the first week of January, I think. And I have really been enjoying it. I was kind of expecting like I would enjoy the first month and it would start to go down the toilet. So and it hasn't actually done that yet. So, and it did just recently get renewed by NBC. So it's not going anywhere yet. I will so, eventually watch it for that pod. We yeah, will you pod and I it. will get to that eventually. Yeah, I figure at this point we will wait for the whole season to come out and then do it. Um, but yeah, so... Um, what was the topic that you wanted to hit, Brennan? The disappointments? Oh, kind of like the inverse. Something that like you were surprised by how not good it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna think on that for a minute. Somebody else go. Rings of power. Hands down. <laughs> were, were we surprised though? Are you really surprised no, though? But, or were you just surprised by how just how bad it got? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you knew it was going to be bad by the way they were talking about it. When they started fucking doing like the early promos for it, it was all diversity first. There was nothing being talked about, about Tolkien, but like, even still, like you've got J.R.R. Tolkien's compendium, like his legendarium. You've got a huge fat history. You can tell good stories by accident, just by doing J.R.R. Tolkien. And this yeah. managed to not do anything right, and it's like wow! Like when when they the fired Tom Shippey, that, I knew that was dead. And like there, no they chance. introduced characters thousands of years early, just because oh, the audience will know them. Like, and they thought these were great ideas. Like, oh, we're such good writers. Like, people will just go along with it. And like, no, nobody did. Like, even the normies you know were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I you know what's funny? Like, surprising how bad it actually was, even. At the thinking the worst going in. There was a guy I work with who is actually a fan of like the Tolkien stuff, and he is actually a fan of that show. Yeah, but is he or is it because he thinks he's being told he has to? Yeah. No, I I don't know. This guy this guy is a guy who doesn't watch many things. He watches things once and never returns to them. You know what I mean? So he's not like you know, he's not a very wokey he's not a very wokey guy. So I kind of believe him when he says it. Well, yeah. put it this way. I used to hate the Hobbit movies with passion. But now because of Rings of Power, the Hobbit looks like it's like middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, I I was surprised by Rings of Power in one way. That it was so bad that after one hour I wanted to kill myself and have never gone back to it. Well, that's the thing with how many things that have been completely terrible that you're like, ah, well, I'll see it to the end, make sure. Yeah, you I, know, don't want to judge the I couldn't like, do it. Uh, and this one, you were like, one episode, you were like, nah, I'm, out. I'm not, no. I, no. I saw <laughs> the previews and I was like, nah, I, I love Tolkien too much. I, I can't bring myself to watch this. I, I won't watch this. I've seen some clips and it just looks just, just awful. Oh, and it, everything you think it's going to be it's, it's ten worse. times worse. <laughs> yeah, like it's surprising with how much worse it even is than what it, your suspicion going in would be. Like it's yeah. it would for everything that I said about House of the Dragon. Like okay, with as bad as the end of the last thing that was in this franchise was, I had no expectations and it exceeded them. With as like good as the first thing was in the Lord of the Rings franchise going into this, like I said, like you can do good stories with that material by accident. And they, yeah. they literally had to try to not to, and they did. Yeah. 
impulse. For sure. Like, I couldn't do it. I was like, uh, this looks even worse than that final Game of Thrones season. Like, I- I'm just going to skip this and save myself the trouble. Well, see, that's what I should have done. That was my yeah. instinct. And I was like, no, I'll see. Like, sometimes. No, I you gave it, it a shot. You gave it a shot. the most poisonous fair. turd can have something redeemable in it. Yeah. But no. You gave it more of a shot than I did. I'll credit you that much. Well, like I, mean, I said, yeah. like, you were pretty forgiving of shit, John. And, like, even you were like, nope. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. What did I just get myself into? Yeah, I watched one hour and it was so bad I wanted to put my fist through my television. I know. I love how you, you guys did, like, all the, the Hobbit, you're doing Lord of the Rings, and then it was all in preparation for that awful piece of shit. John watches one episode and he's like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two years of planning on a podcast just down the drain because wow, that's bad. <laughs> We're still gonna do towers in the turn, really. We are. <laughs> but um, similar vein, runner up to that. Good towers. towers. No, we uh, rescheduled. Okay. We were going to, and then we moved it, and we've never gotten back to it. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, like similar vein to that. Like with, I knew this was gonna be bad going in, but it still managed to surprise me with how bad it was. Would be She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. My hopes on that were high because of Mazzolani and dear God, ugh. Well, my hopes, my hopes weren't high, but I was looking forward to it. So I guess it's a different thing where I was expecting it to be garbage, but I was looking forward to it because I was hoping it wasn't garbage. Yeah, but then it like exceeds expectations of garbage. It's just like wow. Like, mm. Well, I will say though, from from the online Discord, because I, I have not seen a, a scene of it that wasn't, you know, in a in a clip to be like, look how awful this is. Um, you know, usually three months after the fact, everybody who was all hyped on it is like, well, it wasn't really that good, or oh, it was terrible. I hate it. For the most part, they're all still saying like, oh, I liked it for what it was. Not a goddamn one of them has mentioned Miss Marvel ever again, but you know. Yeah. Honestly, Miss Marvel is one of the better Disney ones. Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah no, no, I didn't hear anything really no, bad about it. It just it wasn't for me. So. It's, no, it's, I actually really liked that one. I would I happily watch, watch that one again. Like, I, I wasn't like in love with it. Like, it wasn't anything special. But like, by comparison, at least it was competently written. There was like a story throughout the season. So uh, on on that note, uh, I'm gonna tag in for TV because I don't want anyone else to steal this one away from me. Uh, this is the last piece of Star Wars under the Disney label I will ever watch, and that is Obi Wan. Mm. Oh my fucking god, oh, was that abysmal? Holy shit! That's a for, for a second there, I thought we were talking about things you liked, and I was like, wait a minute, what fucking Star Wars thing did you like? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan. I remember that pod. We we're just all like, "Yeah, it's fucking awful." We even managed to convince John that it sucks by the end. <laughs> yeah, guys, go listen to that pod. Well, yeah. even Boba Fett was the same way. Like that one. Like I wasn't as hyped for that as uh, I was for Obi Wan, but because like you and McGregor, you think I was. You I wasn't even really that hyped for it, but oh, so lame. Boba yeah. Fett was boring and relatively, you know, inoffensive from the little bit that we saw. Oh, Obi Wan so like the first though, episode. Like, it was like you know we're writing the wrongs of the prequels, and it just it made everything worse. It destroyed the lore and the continuity of the original trilogy. It brought full circle all this bullshit Disney wanted to do. And don't forget, I was the one that like in 2015, in 2016, when they bought everything and started this push of like you know we're going to remake the originals at some point. I was like, we're going to see this fucking rematch of, of Vader and Obi-Wan. And sure enough, all the Joeys were like, we've always wanted to see this. And I'm like, no, no, we did not. No. Well, it's, I wouldn't have minded if it would have been like 
better. If it wasn't way. done in the worst way possible. Exactly. And I mean, you know, again, everybody go listen to that pod. It, it articulates all of our thoughts. But for me, the the worst thing besides Vader following him to a planet and then saying, oh, at last you've come, um, <laughs> is when to get the line from the original, he calls him Darth because, you know, <sighs> the way that A New Hope at the time just Star Wars was written, that was literally his name. It was Darth Vader as as first name, last name. Now we know that Darth is just a, a Sith rank and it basically just means like, you know, dark or the. So the fact that he would just show up and call him the is, is ridiculous. Or the fact that Obi-Wan had a chance to like literally kill him, like save the day 20 years before New Hope, basically. And uh, I mean, you know, don't forget Reva almost killing Luke Skywalker and, and oh. pulling out Sith lightsabers, you know, we don't need to go back to that. <laughs> Yeah, Star Wars. Um, yeah. So many writing that, things that, that like, done. so many things in that could have been good, but they just weren't. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and and the whole Vader Obi Wan fight when they did fight was just a rip off of the Ahsoka fight from Rebels, which was so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for movies, you know, I'd I'd love to harp on uh, Doctor Strange too, but I'm gonna pull what I'm guessing is Brendan's pick. Uh, there's a little movie that leaked a year and a half before it came out, and it was so fucking <laughs> undiluted and stupid that we were like, there's, there's no way this has to be a fake leak to throw people off the scent, because there's no way they would ever make a Halloween movie in a trilogy, and Michael Myers is in like 15 minutes of it, and it's not about him, it's about some fucking kid named Corey. Well, Halloween yeah. surprise. <laughs> Uh, Halloween answer. So, I guess for me, I wasn't surprised that I was terrible since the leaks were all true in that sense. But yeah, I mean, that movie was just garbage. I mean, I'm I'm all for you know genuine hatred, lamentation of a movie that's not good, and we can go on and on about that. But like, I even listened to our Halloween Kills pod, which we did two of them. We thought we lost one. Um, yeah. I we hated that movie. But yeah. we got enjoyment out of it. You know, we've we had a lot to say. Yeah. Halloween Ends was one of those rare occasions oh. where the follow up was so fucking bad, but in a different way that we just didn't even want to talk about it. We just yeah, didn't it, care. There's like nothing to talk about with that movie. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait Justin. for that recording green, uh, you know, uh, Friday reboot. I'm sure it'll be great, just like these Halloween. Right, um, uh, Exorcist. Oh, Exorcist, yeah. Yep. Uh, some wait. Somebody's redoing the Exorcist. David Goran Green, uh, legendary. Why? Why? Which, uh, who, who knows? I would imagine that one of Justin's two movies are on a uh, a double shot review we did. Yeah, I, I'll I'll give a uh, David Goran Green credit in this sense. He did. I, I thought he had a good year as an actor. I didn't even know he was one. He was in a uh, the Nick Cage movie. Or was that was that this year? I think it was. Nick Cage and the unstoppable, unbeatable, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was in that and a uh, Bones Dawn was actually pretty good in both. I'll, I'll give him credit there, but oof, stop directing Ooh. horror movies, dude. So is this? So is this something we thought we thought was going to be good and ended up no, being you were horrible? Su- you were just you were just surprised by how bad it, like how bad it ended up being. Oh, yeah. like I thought oh, Doctor Strange yeah, it was going to be horrible. It didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, um, I think let's see. You need to think I can go, Justin. 
honestly, honestly, there's a few things I thought were going to be horrible. Um, I'm going to go with this one, and I was going to kind of, I think the one you thought I was going to go with, Josh, was maybe Crom. Yeah. But, yeah, which I, I, I'm stuck between that one and this other one, which might get differed by a certain person on this panel, but Clerks 3. I mean, I was kind of yeah, surprised okay. at how awful that movie was. I mean, I liked it more than you. I wouldn't say it was Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> um, well, I don't like Lawrence of Arabia either. So, I mean, that's oh that's not <laughs> that's not whatever to me. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think some of that is like, and maybe I'm I I know I'm giving Smith more credit as a filmmaker than he probably should receive in some ways, but sometimes I wonder if like that hits me dif- the the context of that movie hits me differently because I'm older. And, you know, I mean, I don't love it, but I mean, I definitely liked it more than you did. Um, yeah. The problem lately with Kevin Smith is like, he is so afraid that he's going to be linked forever to Harvey Weinstein that he's afraid to make Kevin Smith jokes anymore. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. the things that like, it was basically Judd Apatow 10 years before Judd Apatow was Judd Apatow, right? Like, yep. Those boring, yep. just daily situations where, like, a cast of characters are all kind of weird and quirky, and they all do their own thing, and you make a movie out of it, right? Like, he did pave the way for, like, a lot of what Judd Apatow did, and, like, that was because he wasn't afraid to make a silly juvenile joke or make a smart, like, well-thought-out thinking kind of joke, right? But, like, he can't do any of that stuff anymore because he's so afraid he's going to get lumped in with Harvey Weinstein the minute he steps out of line and the mob comes after him that like all he's doing is things that are supposed to appease the mob. And it's, it's totally against the way he was. I just think he doesn't give a shit. I think that's part of it too. Yeah. I, I, I raised the question, Brent, and I think you're right about that to a degree, but like considering how the, for lack of a better term, the cancel mob functions and they're willing to drag up shit you did 15 years ago out of without acknowledging the context that it took place in. Like, how has he not already been canceled just for the fact that the vast majority of his early successful movies were made by fucking Weinstein? Because like, he cries on the Internet and says how much he loves everybody and he toes the line. Like, Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's agreeing with the mob. The minute he has an opinion that's anywhere uh, outside of like the approved narrative, they're going to turn on him, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's got no edge to what he does anymore. And it's yeah, it's like Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Like he knows yes. that they own him, and you, they'll never descend on anything once they get their orders. That's it. Yeah. Right. So unless he if he ever goes against the narrative, like. Look at Stephen Colbert when John Stewart was on there doing this fucking. It's called the Wuhan Lab. It's called the Wuhan Vi- oh. like that. Bit. Like Colbert was stepping all over him the entire time trying to shut that down because he oh don't say that they might remember what I used to do on my show and come after me. Yeah, right? yeah. which is funny because he's he's coming back to Comedy Central. Who Stewart? No, uh, Colbert. Oh really? For that yeah. cartoon show. Um, I don't know what it, uh, yeah, like cartoon the news or something, which yeah. I think is like a modern version of what he did when he was on Comedy Central. I yeah, don't know. But do you think any of the fans that used to watch him back then are going to give him an honest chance now with some of the shit that he said and done in the last two or three years? Mm. Like, no, just but that line and like literally shitting on his fan base because they don't agree with the fucking mainstream opinion, which is what his 
show used to always be was just arguing the mainstream, basically, right? Yeah. Like, do you really think that that's a way to endear your audience to you? Like, no, all he's going to have to follow him over is this mob. And the minute he makes a slightly offensive joke, they're going to turn on him. And you're going to see the same thing happen to him that happens to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And for for me, as far as uh, disappointments, I actually have three. Two of one of which was like, I knew it was going to be bad, but it was so much worse and it's it's all movies, and it was so much worse even than I thought it was capable of being. Was Morbius? Like we all knew that was going to be a piece of shit, but the level of piece of shit that that one manages is like, oh my fucking god! Like you know, I are you I, are you saying that it is not in fact Morbin time? Uh, never again. <laughs> Just gonna say that. Never again. Uh, never again will I even consider watching that piece of shit. I don't um, understand why people keep trying to make Jared Leto a thing. He's like a good actor, but not like a like leading a comic book franchise. He's the male Natalie Portman. At all. I never did. He's the male Natalie Portman. If it's something that he thinks he's going to win an award for, he's there 100% and he's adequate. But if it's something that's like a genre thing or like a, something that's like a nerd thing, they just they're just there for the paycheck. Like yeah. I used but to I call it when someone like, when someone used to do that, I used to call it Willising after Bruce Willis. But now that I know that he's losing his mind, I feel bad, so I'm gonna change it to Portmaning. There you go. <laughs> I uh the only thing I I love that, you know, Warner Brothers is so ashamed of Batgirl they're like canning it. Meanwhile Sony released Morbius twice, technically. I mean, three times, and they did it on, on like, a viral fan whim of people being like, oh, we'll go see it again, even though no one did, and then no one did again. And then they started yep. another petition. We were just kidding. We'll, we'll, be, we'll see it this time for real. Yep. Yeah. Like, it almost became, like, a, a modern-day The Room, where it was just so fucking terrible that it gained a cult following for its awfulness. Except no one people, I remember people streamed stream the whole movie on Twitch for, like, 13 days straight. <laughs> Yeah. Corey and I watched it on I, I didn't see it in theaters because it was right it was released the weekend I popped my knee out of socket and I had a ticket and I had a ticket I was going to go but then I was like yeah I'm not doing that now um, and uh, we watched it a couple months later when it hit home video and you know Corey's seen all the comic book movies at least in the 10-12 years she and I have been together she goes to all of them with me and stuff but we were watching that. We were sitting on our couch watching that, and we'd just pause it every ten minutes and turn to each other and just go like, "This can't actually be this bad, right? Like, it's got to get better than this at some point." I mean, and we would watch like ten or fifteen minute chunks and just be like, "How is this still this bad? I don't get it." It's like the reverse of the. Uh, we talked about it when we did the Snyder Cut review, where like, Josh, you and I were going back and forth with each other, and I was just like. Still waiting for this to suck. What's going on here? Um, it was like the reverse of that. Um, and for me, the the big like mainstream thing that a lot of people seem to like that I was very disappointed by was actually uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I'm not sure if that's because I bought into all the stuff that was proposed that might actually be in there and wasn't, or... If it was just the fact that it's a very scattered plot that just goes nowhere for two hours and, you know, didn't even 
you know, as much as they talked about how that was going to be the big thing that set up a bunch of stuff, it didn't even really seem to do that. So, like, I mean, I will say, you know, the joke that we like to sometimes throw around is, you know, you like everything. You yourself, you're even like, you know, when it comes to Marvel, I'm a sheep. And the joke is, you know, we'll we'll tell you how bad things are objectively, and then little by little, like the Obi Wan thing, you'll be like, "Hey, you made some good points." I, I <laughs> yeah. didn't like it like, that as much. the pod goes on, you just kind of go, "Ah, shit." And that I don't think I did well, like it. I <laughs> love that, but with Doctor Strange too, I think that was the first time I ever heard you actually say that you just fucking hated a Marvel movie, and you even started to question like the the plan of the phases going forward. You know, you were you were fine with um, what the hell was that? The Eternals. You know, Black Widow, and I mean, we point out all the all the stupid flaws in that. You're like, yeah, but it's fine. It's a Black Widow movie. You know, all the shows, but Strange too. Like, I mean, that one just fucking broke you, man. Actually, if you go back and listen to the She Hulk one, that was the one where I fucking lost it. Well, that that was after, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the one that I, the one that I really liked, and this is kind of a reverse disappointment thing. This is something that I really liked that everyone else seemed to hate. And I'm not sure why is Lightyear. Um, I never watched it. I don't think any of us saw it. Yeah, I fucking loved Lightyear, and I didn't get like why nobody seemed to give a shit. Like, I think a lot of that was like people were just pissed off that like why did you get Chris Evans when you could have just got Tim Allen? Like he is the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Like yeah. stop trying to you, fuck with shit. Because if you see it, I don't. I think. I mean, my thinking was. Tim Allen couldn't have pulled this off because it's way more of a it's it he the the version because the whole concept is that you know and they did they didn't really get into this that much in in the Toy Story movies obviously because I hadn't thought of it yet I would guess but the whole idea is that the whole Buzz Lightyear toy line is based on an 80s sci-fi movie and Lightyear is actually that movie so I think the whole idea was that they went with Chris Evans because, you know, it is way, you know, because the whole thing with the Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear is he's kind of a blowhard and he's just kind of like, you know, whatever, you know, I'm going to stick to whatever my programming is. And I'm just kind of a jackass. But, you know, there is way more like kind of and it's still a kids movie or whatever. There is way more depth to what Evans is given with this character. And I think their concern was that Tim Allen couldn't pull it off. Um and I really liked it. I, and I kind of look the thing with those movies, I guess that I do that with particularly Dis- Disney animated movies that I do that a lot of people don't. Maybe that's why other people tend to be more critical of those things than I am. But like, I tend to like, I look at something like Lightyear as like, if I had seen this when I was eight, nine, 10, 11, what would my thought of this have been? And if I, if this Lightyear movie had come out when I was eight, nine ten eleven it would have been that and not i probably would have gotten the star trek eventually anyway but it would have been that and not star trek that was my gateway into science fiction you know so like i i mean i guess i get why it was largely rejected because it just seemed like this thing that nobody really wanted that they were but it was i at least thought it was a decent movie it just seemed like it was one of those miscalculations by a studio that like there was no actual interest in this whatsoever. I think people are generally pissed off about it because, uh, first of all, some of the woke, some of the wokeness that's in it. Also, um, yeah, but it was, 
I mean, that stuff is so minor. I mean, it's like, yes, his his former flying partner was a lesbian and she had a kid. Like, whoopty shit. And it was like 30 seconds of a fucking... It was like 30 seconds of a Disney movie. And like... Yeah, I've never... I, I haven't seen it yet, which I plan on seeing it just because it's... I think it's still... Isn't it still in your top 10? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna watch it just so that way... Plus, you have, yeah. Yeah, just so that way you have somebody to bounce off of. But, um, yeah, I am not really looking forward to watching it because I heard how bad it was. And I honestly, I think a lot of people were just kind of pissed off because um, it, was, uh, it wasn't Tim Allen as the voice. Yeah, well, was it wasn't Tim Allen. Throwing in that like 30 seconds of pointless wokeness is going to piss off A, the anti-woke people, and B, the super woke people who want more of that. So like you're appealing to no one by doing that, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're, you're just creating a perfect storm for like everybody to have a reason to complain instead of like appeasing anybody to make nobody complain. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Mm-hmm. And I still have a couple, I still have a couple things I want to see by the end of the year to finalize the top 10 list. I mean, I have a couple rentals still that a couple things that I rented for either myself or Corey and I to watch that I haven't gotten to yet. Like we violent night came out on Amazon like this week. So I figured we'd watch that soon. Uh, well, I can I can tell you I can tell you if you want to chat about it, we will chat about it soon again. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, if, you, if you like Violent Night um, on Shutter, there is a a unofficial Silent Night Deadly Night remake called Christmas Bloody Christmas. Um, it's it's definitely not great. Like I saw people raving about it, and I was like, I, I don't know why. But it's a lot of fun. It's about a Terminator Santa Claus just going around killing people with an axe. Oh, cool. I yep. mentioned uh, I mentioned uh, uh, Deadly Night, Silent Night, or whatever the hell that is, um, to my mom, and she knew exactly what I was talking about. So that was that was odd because usually she doesn't know the Josh type of horror movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she's like, "Oh yeah, I heard about that one. That one's not bad." I said, "Oh wow, yeah." Um, uh, for me, go ahead. Man. Uh, were you done? I was going to say what mine Yeah, were. no, I'm good. Uh, for me, there were two. The first one was a movie that a lot of people actually did like. Uh, man, oh man, I did not like Bullet Train at all. I was wondering what your thought process was there, because I did like that. I, I'm right there with you, Brendan. Sarah and I watched it like a week oh, sorry, ago. And we that one. Didn't get it. Did, did Sarah like it, or was it just you? No, she, she didn't like it. Okay. See, now, I, I saw it with my parents, and they both really loved really liked it for me it was the well one i i thought it was just way too long personally but the main thing oh three hours no it's it's like an hour 20 basically two hours jeez uh, humor in this movie killed me not in a laughing way but uh everyone is written like ryan reynolds deadpool Yes. This is like a new trend where they try to like make everyone like the they literally just write everyone like a Ryan Reynolds character. And oh my goodness, I don't like it at all. I, I was literally thinking in my head, geez, I mean Ryan Reynolds, you know, he should just show up in this way and well, you know, spoiler, he does. Like, oh my yeah. god. It's so bad. I the action was cool, uh, but uh I really didn't like the other one was uh the movie Blonde with Ana de Armas. Oh, we, we made it through like 23 minutes of that and then turned it off. See, now, I, I people who usually I line up with had made comparisons to 
Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, which I'm guessing, Josh, you're the only other person here who has seen. I, I did not get any of those comparisons in the no, 23 see, to 38 minutes I, I watched that piece of shit. Okay, I watched the whole thing. I totally get the comparison. I would just argue one's really good and one's really bad. It's yeah. basically, you know, you're following, you know, the doomed figure in their final days tragedy type story. But, oh, it's so long and I was so bored for such large segments. How long was it? Like 245-ish? Oh, it's, it's long it's and it's boring as shit. We, we turned it off. Sarah had already walked out of the room. We turned it off at, like, the first threesome when she's, like, living with the two guys. And then, like, she brings them, and they're like, you can't bring these guys with you. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. And then she made me watch The Monsters, and that was even worse. <laughs> yeah, I've been, meaning, I've been meaning to watch that just because I have heard a couple of you guys talking about it. And, um, so not worth it, in my opinion. Here's, here's a funny story, right? And this is why. This is hold on, this, hold on. Before, before you continue, John, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. If you guys hear a lot of crunching and shit like that, um, it's because I'm also using this time to wrap gifts. Uh, oh, so, I thought you were eating chips. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons I haven't watched that movie yet is because so we have the we have a, a 65 inch TV on our wall, right? And uh, our moron cats have uh, we have a set of blinds in our our uh, our living room. Our moron cats chewed through the cord that controls those blinds, so they no longer work. So you cannot <laughs> close the blinds on our living room. Um, and I have not actually done this, but one of our neighbors um, said that you can see the television from the parking lot. So <laughs> the running joke was, and we don't do this, but the running joke was, don't watch porn in your living room, because people in the neighborhood will see it. Uh, <laughs> Don't subject oh, I, your neighborhood to the Rob Zombies of the Monsters. So I have not watched that yet just because I'm trying to find a way to do that without offending the universe. Um, a big heavy blanket over the window. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good list, guys. I'm, that was, that's a worthwhile discussion. Uh, okay, let me think of... Was there well, there? I would say this is one when we used to have the website and we would do film rankings, we came up with the uh, the Met Award. So oh. it was one that you were like, you know, possibly looking forward to, had high hopes for, and it, it just, it, you didn't love it, you didn't hate it, you were just like, eh. Mm. Every Marvel movie? Can I put that as a thing? I mean, eh. you can pick one from the year. That's the directions. Uh, I mean, I gave Prey a 3 out of 5, so probably that. I mean, I liked it. It's fine. I'd say Thor. Like, I think I wanted to like Thor a lot more than I did because of Bale and all that stuff. And then he's barely in it, and the character is almost nothing. And like, um, and I still enjoyed, I still enjoyed parts of it. But then like the stuff with Russell Crowe, where he's like the really kind of weak version of Zeus. I'm like, all right, like just everything about it was kind of like, okay, sure. Um, I do but, love how with the most recent epic collection they put out Blood and Thunder because they're trying to cash in on the movie and <laughs> people were like, "Yeah, this is much better than that movie was." And that story has nothing <laughs> yeah, to why do. Why you just do this? That story has nothing to do with anything from that movie, by the way, from what yeah. I remember. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. So for me, it would probably be that this year, and I, you know, it probably comes right in the middle of my list for this year somewhere. I don't have my list in front of me, but. Uh, I'm the same as Brendan. I think Prey 
I watched it. I didn't get the hype. I didn't hate it. It's just there. Andor is another one where it's like, yeah, all right, sure. Like, yeah, I, I'd probably agree with you on Prey. I was kind of in the same boat you were. Like, it was fine. But fine. There's nothing special about it, but there's nothing like particularly egregious. So it's just like, yeah, all right. Another one I'd put in there is the uh, new uh, Steven Soderbergh movie, uh, Kimmy. Meh, it was fine. Okay. Was, that on, was that on HBO Max or something? Yeah, he's basically like making a movie every year, so you know they can they can get lost in the shuffle. Okay. Yeah. I I would love to follow you guys on Prey, but for me, the movie X, which a lot of people love. Oh my god, did they overhype the shit out of this thing and it just does not land for me at all. I was like, eh. Didn't another movie like set in like the same like I don't know, continuity as that also come out or am I crazy? Yes, that was Pearl. That was a better movie. That one wasn't really a horror movie. Uh basically at the end of X, I guess the post credits was a trailer for Pearl. And they're like, Oh, by the way, he just filmed a whole nother movie because it's COVID times and they, they do that. Uh, and then at the end of Pearl, they did another trailer for another one that's coming out in like a month. So he set up like this little like trilogy continuity, but yeah, I, I mean, like, and again, like there are there are lots of people who who loved it. They still have it as their number one, especially horror of the year. Um, I do not. I was just like, eh. Uh, mm. uh, one other thing I'll put in there. Eh. Maybe it's because I haven't played the game, so I. A lot of people thought were like, "Oh my god, so terrible!" Uh, I Uncharted was like a. Eh. Oh, they were gonna say the new Resident Evil. Oh, I didn't even see that, but yeah, Uncharted like, I don't know. It's a fairly uh, to me, it plays like a very standard kind of adventure. It's movie. absolutely uh, perfectly there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's like Canada in the World Cup. It's like, yay, you participated, fine. Yep. Milos and, I re- Milos and I reviewed that, and I think we were fairly positive on it at the time. I think it was also fairly early in the year, and um, I, I would probably, you know, sit right where you are on it, Brendan. It's perfectly serviceable. You know? like, I, I gave it like a two and a half out of five. You know, it's, it's stop it. No, I might, watch it. I might watch it again if I got bored some night or something. But yeah, it's perfectly. One serviceable. final one I'll say is a Sonic the Hedgehog two. I saw on TV. It's no good. Like, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. definitely there. It's got oh, a Speaking of um, disappointing and forgettable, remember the Jurassic Park movie? Didn't have any fucking dinosaurs in it? Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, there was like... a Jurassic Park movie that came out this year? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, a uh, fallen franchise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, if I had if I had to pick just one movie, then if I can't just go Marvel, um, I would definitely go Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's totally I mean, fair. I, I had I had higher expectations for that one, and it just pooped the fucking shoop. It's like well, well no, that so that's movie you hated. We're talking about a movie mm-hmm. that you just saw and you were like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Oh no, no, it no. Great, it wasn't bad. It was just I there. Didn't, I didn't hate it. I have it in like the middle of my standings. But it was just like, I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was going to be. And I have it as very, like, like, meh. And that's what I mean by, like, pooping the shoe. I don't mean, like, it was awful because there were parts of it that I was like, okay, this is kind of enjoyable. But it's like, I thought it was going to be a lot better 
just because I was like, well, I'm like, you know, you got, Sam, yeah, you got Sam, Sam Raimi in it, you know, involved in it. You got, you know, uh, Wanda who, you know, I mean, you know, j- usually Elizabeth Olsen is pretty good in these movies. Um, you had, uh, Rachel McAdams coming back, which I didn't think was going to happen. You had, uh, John Krasinski as, uh, um, Getty, uh, Reed, as Reed. And then you had, um, Patrick Stewart coming back as Xavier. And I thought they were going to spend a little more time in like this multiverse thing. And they didn't, it was basically just, it just ended up becoming one division two, which I was like, oh, all right. Well, that was Again, good. everybody, if you want a multiverse movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. Wanda yep. 2, coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, uh, I will be watching that one, too, for our pod, so. What, coming to America? Uh, no, I've already seen that one. Um, no, uh, everything, every there, all at once, whatever the fuck it's called. Every it's there. Just, be careful. <laughs> every there. <laughs> Every there, it's it's the uh, alternate dimension version of the base that the Guardians of the Galaxy live in. <laughs> Here, here's the question for the gallery that uh, I think will be fun. I, w- I wish Milos was here for this one. Avatar one took 19 days to hit a billion. How many days for Avatar two? I'm just looking at the box office. I'm going 21. I don't uh, care. No yeah. I I still don't think it's hitting a billion. I I'm one of the few people on the planet that still hasn't watched the first one. So yeah, I just have no interest in what the second. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of telling that like the only conversations about this movie are about the money and nothing about what actually happens within the movie. Well, I mean, that's I mean, the first movie was a combination. You know, everybody says it swerves or dances with wolves, but it was Alien meets Titanic. Or Aliens meets Titanic is how I would describe it. This one, I see the trailers for it, and I'm like, I just picture Chris Hemsworth being like, "Should have learned your lesson when I tried to do Moby Dick." Yeah, I think it's hilarious that it's only made a hundred and eighty-three million dollars in America at this point, while well, in America and Canada. Well, this economy is fucked, boys. Like that's yeah. playing a big part of this. Like I mean, nobody right seems now, to want to. Weekdays, it's it's beaten worldwide. No way home so far. Like almost every day of the week. It's first, yeah, okay, but there's also nothing else with it. The other day, when you put in the chat, Brendan, fucking it's the most successful Tuesday, and it's like, so everybody's going to see it on cheap day, like, yeah, like I said, I dropped that James Karen apology form, you know, we're coming for map, Justin. Watch out, okay, go ahead. No, that thing came out on Memorial Day, and it's almost Christmas, and it just came out on streaming. That's how much money they're making from that fucking movie. There is no way in hell oh, is making so anywhere near the amount of money again. that they have already made on Top Gun Matter. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we're gonna, we may not do it, but we're we're coming close. It's for it's for sure the second highest of the year. Because Mab's what, 1.5? I mean, I'm thinking... Oh, yeah, we're right about 1.5. I'm thinking it's 1.6. It'll, it'll get to. It's like, it's like 1.4. Because I, I knew you were going to do this today. Right. It's at, it, Box Office Mojo has the numbers for Tuesday. And it's at 550. It, I, it, I think if you count 
they with today's it like just past uh 600 on, right now yeah right now on uh, i'm on box office mojo right now and it's at a little over 600 it's yeah, 600 by Sunday, i i do it's not almost see how it's not at or around 850 but by the end of sunday i just don't see how that's not possible okay. in like uh i don't know they just take it out of theaters like i don't see how that doesn't happen all right i mean brendan we we had a bet i i said we, could, we could end it if you I, if you want what was it <laughs> we had a 50 dollars bet that avatar would be the worldwide take for uh math which is 1.5 or like 1.4899 something yeah if you want to bring it back we can bring it back if you're that confident uh, i I mean, I, uh, I mean, I think it will, but I don't want to lose money. So no. <laughs> now, right. here's here's my question, right? So, I think to say it's not going to get to a billion at this point is kind of silly because it probably is. But did, the larger whatever, right? But the, the larger question that I have, though, and I'm starting to see that whole you know, two billion is the break even point. Uh, in some pretty reputable outlets, so I'm starting to believe it. It's clearly like, not true. He, he's been Time Magazine out. actually had that as the as the break even point today. So it's not going to get to that. It's just not. There's <laughs> no Time way. Magazine's never been wrong. <laughs> There's no way it's going to get to that. So I mean, does this become the first billion dollar movie to still be a failure? Well, to me, that's just. Uh, I would say that really honor goes to Rise of Skywalker. Like if it does they need to make, they lose money on Rise of Skywalker though. Absolutely. Really, mm-hmm. did that movie cost? What the fuck? Um, but that's the thing. Like, if Avatar... you make, even like with James Cameron, like as far as I understood it when it first was said, I thought there was two movies filmed, and between the two, he basically had to make a billion on each hit that like a break even point. But like even that, like if you need to make a billion dollars on a movie, you're aiming too high. Even for James Cameron. Like that's a big risk. The way that he said it, the way it was reported, the way it's been covered by financial and trade magazines, this one movie needs one point eight to two point oh five billion. That is insane. He shot Avatar two, three and like John Landau, like he said, like Avatar Four, oh, I like, believe at this it. point is is pickup shoots. Like the the movies, like you know, they'll, they'll talk about them, and we're gonna hear like a year from now what those budgets are, and then it's gonna be like, oh, this one needs like two point oh three billion. Like, but yeah, like I never, I never heard no like I, Avatar lose, Avatar Two loses my unless it unless they pull it from theaters. Every single thing I've seen has said, you know, eight to nine hundred million. Because I mean, what I mean, forget like. Oh, eight, eight, eight to nine hundred million. Now, Brendan, eight to nine hundred million is literally just the budget times two, because the budget is four hundred million on this movie. Yeah, but I mean, you need you. Dude, James Cameron got the law changed in I can't remember what country. You also like, you also need marketing put in there. You know how much marketing they put into this movie? A lot. I mean, it was like, I, fair I to say, this one does have toys for it. So, also, I thought the marketing was just like that of a standard blockbuster. I was surprised. I thought there should have been more. But another conversation. I do agree. The marketing on this one felt really light. Yeah, I did not feel like there was. A ton. I, love, they spent a I love how much. I love how much Brendan is putting this movie over. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, dude, we're the we're the we're the fifth generation fighter. We're shooting down Mav. I, oh god, it's happening. You know. I just think it's funny that like between the six of us here, you have somebody putting it over to the degree that he is, and I completely get that. If you're behind it, sure. I've I know well, I've done that with well, things well, I mean, too. But then you have somebody I, like I, me, and I just want to point out that I a hundred percent. Um, not only appreciate, but I 100% um, admire his dedication to the fact that he's putting this movie over. Oh, yeah. No, I, I respect it. I mean, I saw it. It's a four out of five. It's a, it's a great sci fi movie. James Cameron. I just think the. Um, it's great. Eight out of 10. Great. I just think it's funny the, uh, the, the, the contrast we have in this group. Like, you know, Brendan absolutely loves it. I would be, I'd be just fine if I never saw it. You know, yeah. Uh, what I am looking forward to, though, James Cameron remastered The Abyss, and it's coming out. Yeah, in the okay, Ultra let's go. Oh yes, and, uh, You know, unfortunately, we didn't get one, but the uh, the the Mipassians can pick one up from eighty eight films over there. Uh, <laughs> they did a total remaster, Blu Ray, high def of Piranha Two: The Spawning, James Cameron's first ever movie. Yeah. He was hired for him. The Mipathians. Well done. Um, that movie is like, I like it. Like, and because of that, I can say James Cameron has literally never made a bad movie. Nothing but bangers. Well, so on on that note, I will introduce. You know, we we did a lot of uh, kind of out there double features. Uh, the first one that I have planned for myself and Brendan, and if Justin wants to join, anyone else wants to join, by all means. Uh, James Cameron's actual first two movies are Galaxy of Terror and Forbidden World, and we, we definitely need to cover those in, like, you know, late doldrums of January into February. Oh. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll grab them. I think, I think they're on Amazon, so... They're on Amazon, they're on Tubi, they're, you know, they're everywhere. Oh, they're on Tubi, all right. Could 2023 be the year of James Cameron on the podcast? Stay tuned. I, I do love me some Cameron. Goat Cameron, baby, let's go. Well, I mean, we were talking about doing like in depth on different directors for different stuff, and like he he's got the library to put me one on the list. Like, well, like all we have the, we have already done T one and T two, but we could certainly do everything else. And well, that's we just it. Like that's two of his movies, and you could still name like seven off the top of your head that'd be fucking great to bud. So, no, like uh, jokes aside, like I I don't think. I would personally say James Cameron's the greatest director of all time because I just don't think he's directed enough movies. But he's got a pretty good track record. No, no. However, I would argue he has a case for the best director of all time in that no one is better at just making movies that basically everyone will love. Like, I mean, he, okay, aside from Piranha 2, he makes literally nothing but hits that pretty much everyone loves. Well, are you talking about directing or are you talking about producing? Directing, yes. Directing. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. Producing, yeah, sure. He's got. I was yeah, just thinking the same. Backseat, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But literally, to get called a producer on a movie, all you have to do is donate X amount of money. So he's no, just like, yeah, here, fucking do it. Donating, this was not donating money. Dark Fate was basically him telling, uh, fucking what's his face from Deadpool what to do. Tim Miller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the problem is he peaked with Titanic, and then he only had one movie after that, and then he lost his mind and went to the bottom of the ocean for like twenty years. Uh, I mean, He's look, like, I'm gonna find you, Rose. I'm gonna find you. Like I've said before, the man is a real life Bond villain. I love him. He's crazy as shit. 
Um, he apparently flipped off people who were actually going to Avatar 2 because he didn't <laughs> oh, make enough money. The and then he's like, fuck it, I'm going to reboot Terminator again. That he, he flipped off fans because like a bunch of fans were swarming him for autographs and he, he didn't sign one. Got in the car, they start booing, and he just rolls down the window and flips them off and then drives away. <laughs> oh, God. The only thing that would have been more James Cameron about that is if he would have like literally rolled the window down, stuck his head out, and went, fuck you, I'm James Cameron, as he drove yep. away. Like, I'm king I'm of the world. Bitch. <laughs> okay, so I have one more I have one more topic and we can keep going, but I might have to duck out pretty soon. Um yeah, I'm gonna have to duck out for dinner after this, but then yeah. I come back later. Yeah, I mean I might have to duck out and the thing will keep running if I leave, right? Uh it'll keep running, but I think I think we're heading towards like the two hour mark anyway, so I think yeah. it'll yeah. be pretty good. Okay. I don't think anyone wants to for more than two okay. hours. So my my last topic of the night would be, and we did this at the end of the year last year, as I recall. Uh, what are the things we're looking forward to media wise in twenty three? Uh, it's collapse. Let me bring up. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Brent. No, I don't. There's nothing like March. Any most of the things that I want to see are the year after now at this point, like come on, come on, Invin- invincible is supposed to come out this year. It's I'm interested in that, I guess. Brent, oh, the second line. season. Yeah. Brent, Brent stop line. We all know Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny is your most. Uh, stop line. If, if the leaks on that are true, that's yeah. Like, that's, how that's does Kathleen Kennedy Hollywood. still have her job? They have, they have to read. I mean, I know somebody came out and said they were reshooting the ending, which was then. Which was somebody is a little known guy named John Williams. Oh, was it John Williams? Okay. He was at a concert. He did one of his little show, his fucking like orchestra shows. And he said, "Yeah, Anderson? yeah, I'm getting ready to retire soon. I just got to wait until they finish reshooting the ending of Indiana Jones so I can rescore that." And oh, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's pretty. Oh, telling. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Tim Miller, uh, welcome to Dial of Destiny. Wait, is he somehow involved with that? He's the director. No, it's James really Mangold. Cool. No, he's not. It's yeah, no, James, James Mangold. Mangold is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, James Mangold is. All right. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I knew. I knew it was one of them failed Marvel ones from the Foxverse. Fucking misinformation from the burning oh, him over there. Logan was a failed fucking movie. <laughs> sure it was. It's not Marvel. Sure it was. It, it killed. It killed the Wolverine uh, saga. Wolverine vs. Ferrari is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's great. Oh, but speaking of Ferrari, uh, I, I feel bad for that movie because it's about to become the second best Ferrari movie. Michael Mann's Enzo Ferrari movie, I believe, is coming out next year. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, Michael Mann is like one of the greatest directors ever. I cannot wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other stuff, I mean, unironically, looking forward to the Barbie movie. New Ryan Gosling personality coming out. Um, but one I'm really looking forward to, uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah, me too. That movie looks just crazy. Uh, one, a historical figure that like I'm always interested to like read and just see things about. Um, yeah, but you're got to remember this is Hollywood history. we like, and look what they did with like Woman King this year. Like, <laughs> they don't care about history; they just want to fucking make an action movie. And, oh yeah, yeah. Like, look what they did with Churchill. I mean, I, yeah, be so yeah, into we, Dark Tower, and you know, don't we think Nolan would not? do that as much like if he's gonna bother to make a movie about this guy like don't you think it would be a little less of that 
Uh, you'd hope, uh, you'd hope for it, but the way studios mandate everything, I don't know. I mean, his last historic movie was pretty amazing. So I. Yeah, and he went. He went to a different studio for this one, right? Isn't he pretty much done Universal. with Warner Brothers after all the Tenet shit? It's Universal. Um, really looking forward to Creed Three. Yep, that was one of mine. Um, That's mine too. Ridley Scott has a Napoleon movie coming out, which I am fascinated to see what that is about. Uh, I heard rumors that that's basically Napoleon is just going to be a stand-in for Trump. The one with Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yes. Oh, I can't wait for that. I yeah, that man Ridley Scott is, is amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, we'll see. What a disaster The Flash most likely turns out to be. Um, <laughs> the Flash, which we might as well just start calling the bomb now. I'm shocked I they're still even going to bother with that. Well, it's just like that will not be Top Gun Maverick at the box. Well, I, like all this DC news about like, okay, Henry Cavill's gone and this one's gone and like, uh, fucking Aquaman's going to be recast to someone else. Like all this news, I thought they'd wait until they got the movies that they have in the can out because like they're just disincentivizing people to actually go see them because they don't matter anymore and everyone yeah, knows it now. Yeah, the movie's not coming out. I've been saying it for a year. Which one? The Flash. Oh, I hope they don't put it out. It's going to be an absolute fucking mess. Well, at this point, like, why would you put out anything with Ezra Miller in it right now? Like, because they've poured like a shit ton of money into it. They yeah, can't, they, they, can't they just take the write off like they did with? They can get three quarters of that back as a tax write off. And I don't think with this one, I think it's way too big to do something like that. They can get three quarters of it back as a tax write-off at the budget that it's at now, and I think that'd be the smart choice, because do they really think they're going to make that much back in box office if they actually release it? I mean, maybe they're just banking on that, I don't know, maybe people like it. Maybe they're just banking on that pedophile angle. Like, I think Aquaman 2 still has a shot to make money, but this Flash thing, dear God. Aquaman, like the highest-grossing DC movie? I think so, yeah. It crossed a billion, I know. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, the part one of the final Mission Impossible. Uh, oh, Dead Reckoning. Yeah, one of the few like people making, in my opinion, like real quote unquote big blockbuster movies that like actually respect film. So, very much looking forward to that. Uh, uh, oh, that one. That one's going to be interesting, just because like the whole Danny Masterson trial and the shit that Scientology pulled to get all of that thrown out, like. That I, might actually hurt some of Tom Cruise's movies moving forward for a little while. Like, shouldn't the whole Scientology thing have been hurting his movies for years, though? It like, should have been, but this was a big one. Like, even a lot of like the actual diehard Scientologists were like, "Ugh!" After some of this shit came out, right? I mean, yeah. like, didn't that happen though? Like before Top Gun Maverick. Before what? Top Gun. Maverick. Uh, the trial didn't. Like the the he was charged and like the the shit came out, but like some of the stuff that like that fucking David Miskevich, the leader of the Scientology cult, like the shit that he pulled in that court and in that county to get like evidence thrown out that should have been a shoe in that would have locked that fucker up. Like he basically tampered enough that he hung the jury, and yeah, like a lot of the actual Scientologists were like, "Wow, like if he's gonna cover for that shit, we're out." So like. Like I said, that that actually might hurt some of the bigger Scientologists' box office numbers for the next little bit. 
I don't think I don't think anybody I, even knows that it happened. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, and uh, no, nothing's going to happen. And uh, the next um, Mission Impossible one is going to make billions of dollars. Uh, my my three that I'm looking for, um, three of my top ten were all in Mark. Uh, Scream, me, me, Josh, and Sarah will be watching that together. Um, Creed three and Ant Man and the Wasp three. Uh, Ant Man, Ant Man three, Ant Man and the Wasp two, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Ant Man three, Ant Man and the Wasp two, Cassie Lang one. Dude, they they <laughs> played that trailer before Avatar two, and oh my god, the uh, maybe it's just because Avatar two is like the best special effects ever, but oh my god, this it you could tell that entire movie is like shot on a set, um, like so uninspiring to look at. I. Maybe it's well, because like they, the they went to Pandora because they went to Pandora to shoot fucking Avatar. Well, I mean, yeah, not, not just that one, but like every every Marvel movie looks so fake. Well, don't forget the CGI artists on She-Hulk were like, "We are literally working on seventeen projects right now. We yeah, can't it, like actually make any of them good right now." And that's like, yeah. There's this one shot. I was like, "This is this is cruel and unusual to Ant Man to play it before this, which looks just so much better." Um. And just the stupid, like, oh, we're going to take a famous 70s song and play it slowly. Uh, I, I hate how many Oh, that's one of the worst that. trends. And it's not even I, just 70s songs I, anymore. I, I blame Grey's Anatomy for that shit. I don't know, but one <laughs> of the most egregious uses of, like... I the fact that Brendan sounds like the fucking Million Dollar Man. Just... <laughs> <laughs> talking about this fucking movie, and sorry, Brendan don't even watch. He doesn't even watch wrestling, and he sounds like a top like manager in wrestling. He sounds like Paul Heyman, uh, trying to yeah. put over both Brock Lesnar and the Bloodline. My client James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the greatest movies in the history of mankind. <laughs> I, I will say this: the guy playing the uh, reigning, undisputed. Was really good Champion of the world, James Cameron. The two billion dollar Jimmy. He's more fucking important than porn. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying, Brendan, while these idiots were cutting you off? The only thing I'll say, like the, uh, I mean, the movie looks really bland and boring, in my opinion, but the guy playing Kang actually looks pretty good. Majors? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but we already saw, like, him as Immortus in Loki, and was that. Would anybody call that a good performance? No. Also, also another March movie that I had mentioned that he's also going to be in Creed Three. Yes, he is the bad guy in Creed Three. Um, one, a couple for me that we haven't brought up yet was John Wick Four. Uh, which yes, give that to me right now, please. Um, and uh, Guardians Three. Another, another, another March movie. Creed four, uh, um, John Wick four. I forgot to mention that one. Ant Man three. Ant Man three is actually in February, by the way. <laughs> now, Guardians three to me could actually be like the last goodbye to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I enjoyed. Yeah, because I, Cause I like. I mean, yeah, I James it. James Gunn is James Gunn. It's going to be quippy. It's going to be quirky. It's going to but like. I think there's going to be characters die, and I think these are going to be the last, like, meaningful deaths that are going to actually make me feel anything, because, like, most of the characters they're left with, I'm like, okay, I want them to die, so I'm not going to have that, like, oh, if they kill some of them off from here on out, like... Brent's, Brent's yeah. going to jump Brent's gonna jump from the MCU to the DCU, like, 
uh, Brian Danielson did from WWE. No, because like the shit that's coming out at DC, I think James Gunn is is basically what Kevin Smith was on He Man Revelations. Like he's just a fucking scapegoat. Like you go out in front of the cameras, we're gonna run our decisions regardless of what you want, and you're just gonna take all the blame for it. I will say it again, and like I'm seeing all the, you know, and it's on Facebook and stuff, so it's all a giant wind tunnel bullshit anyway. But I'm seeing all those fucking. Snyder mob pages that are like calling for him to be fired already before anything he's even done has come out yet. It's like, I still believe that all these things they've announced are not things he's actually decided on. It's things that the people yes. over him are doing yes. that they're using, using him as the scapegoat for. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I'm I mean, saying. He like, it no really reads like he's just a shit shield. Something, but like, I, I mean, just based on what Henry Cowell said, really sounds like, you know, James Gunn was like, yeah, I want to do Young Superman. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Bye. Which is fair, but like, why did David Zaslav, okay, Henry Cavill, you make the announcement that you're coming back as Superman, and then when you meet with James Gunn, he's not going to have anything for you to do, and then you're going to leave. Like, Well, apparently that was like all like The Rock and being in uh, Black Adam. Well, The Rock, it's funny, because Henry Cavill and The Rock have the same agent, The Rock's wife. He fired The Rock's wife. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize he, that. He but apparently, he apparently fired her a couple months before the Black Adam thing was filmed. Well, it uh, seems like a lot of the roles that he'd be getting would be the same ones The Rock is being offered, and like if she's got a personal investment in The Rock making more money, so like it seems like a conflict of interest like, of his agent, right? Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like James Gunn definitely was the one that like not anymore. Daddy, their uh, daughter sorry. is too old. I- <laughs> Well, no, see, if you listen to, like, what actually was said, like, Patty Jenkins came in and said, it was basically Jessica Gow on She-Hulk, this is my idea, and they were like, well, it doesn't work for what we're gonna do, but, like, you give us another pitch with more of this in mind, and she threw a hissy fit, she was like, oh, if you're not gonna do my ideas, then I'm gonna walk out, and they were like, well, all right, walk out then, like, we're trying to fix this shit. Like, 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 he said um, they'll be revealing, like, the DC movie slate next year, like, I do believe that he's the one, like, picking, like, okay, this is the first movie. This is the second. This is the third, et cetera, et cetera. I do believe, like, you know, he's the one doing that, actually. Which, yes, this character, this character, and this character. But when it comes to, like, he wasn't even really, like, running anything at DC at the point when they said, okay, Henry Cavill, you announced that you're coming back. Like, if they didn't confer with James Gunn, like, are we doing a young Superman? Do we have Henry Cavill? Like, because as far as James Gunn knew, if he was writing a Superman movie to be the first movie to come out, he was writing it with Henry Cavill in mind up until two weeks ago. Well, so, like, he's, he's getting just as fucked over by this as what Cavill is. And it's like, I, it seems like he is literally there just to take all of the blame of the studio decisions that DC is going to keep making that fuck the, stu- that's the whole DC universe in the first place. I think it was all a work that he was going to keep being Superman just so that way they would appease the rock and they would put a hype out right before his movie came out. Cause they knew it was going to suck and bomb. Yeah. Well, he was well, in that movie. Well, Cavill was in that movie too, for like a split second. Within the last year or two. Yeah, in, an, in, an end cre- in an end credit scene. And that was the whole reason why, cause they put it out. They put it out on the internet as like a quote unquote spoiler, like two weeks before it even came out. The Rock said it six months before the fucking movie came out. He's oh, we're we don't have it yet, but we were getting Henry Cavill Superman in there because I want to work with Superman, and I was told I was going to get to work with Superman. Like that was all over his Instagram and his fucking yeah, right. Well, the so, only thing now is we're I think we're two days removed from the actual announcement that he's done. 
he's probably not going to be back either. I yeah. mean, I I watched Black Adam uh, last night. That movie does not need a sequel. It was fucking not good. Very he is, bland, he is not very the, boring. He's not in the first. He is not in the first phase of the DC films, but he is cheering them on from the sidelines, according uh, to yeah. his. Cheering them on, aka rooting for the James Gunn's downfall. <laughs> the sidelines, aka another fucking movie franchise. Yeah. I will say, last thing about DC, I'm kind of looking forward to Blue Beetle. Not gonna lie, no, I want it to be good, but hope so. That's yeah. one I want to be good. I like the character. I like Jaime Reyes as Blue Beetle. Ted no, Kord to be better, it, but it makes me wonder though. Like the whole idea for not releasing the Batgirl movie was that they argued that it will, you know, they didn't want to put stuff out on streaming and it was cheap and whatever else. It was but terrible, the, apparently. But the, but, the and, Beetle, but the Blue Beetle movie was originally intended for that, so how is that going to be any Zaslav, better? Zaslav said, like, they all watched it and they're like, damn, this is pretty good. Let's put this yeah. out in theaters. Yeah, yeah, but Again, oh, like okay. that's because it seems like the people they hired to do Blue Beetle had an actual good idea for a Blue Beetle story, whereas the, what they did for Batgirl was just okay. We want to do a Bat character, but we want to make them black, so let's do Black Batgirl because no one will complain about that. that someone has so well. to leak that movie. Someone has to leak it. I'm sure it'll yeah. leak by next year. Whoever Warner Brothers is going to get hired up for money. They're going to say, hey, we've got this mostly done. Let's release it as a fucking director's cut and make a bunch of fucking money off of something that they already canceled. Like They can't. But the one of the legal terms of the tax write-off is that it can't ever be released. Oh, okay. No, but, I mean, you know, look at, like, the Star Wars Holiday Special or the Fantastic Four uh, 1990 movie. It'll get well, released. The only the only way it can be released is if they never see a dime from it because the minute you do that tax write off, you can't do anything. That's well, that's good. what I'm saying. It'll, it'll get unofficially released, like the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, yeah. someone which got. we also covered, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Which is still like the best Fantastic Four movie that has been done. Absolutely. Which is sad because it was literally you could feel that it was a rights grab and done for like okay. literally a shoestring budget. Real quick, this will actually be the last thing because I know we had a thing on our chat about this, and I think this is worth getting out there. If Cavill gets a Marvel role now, what would we like to see? Honestly, I think Wonder Man would be good. If, but but like my caveat is like you go back to like Phase Two writing and directing. I'd like to see Cavill in the MCU, and I think Wonder Man would be a good character for him. But like under under the current writing system, I don't see anything he no could one. do. Do Warhammer? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do have one, which we were talking about a little bit. I would make him Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I think work. they should. I think they should troll Marvel or troll DC and make him Hyperion. Yeah, that'd be hysterical. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just gonna start the campaign now, just because marketing writes itself the rock for the thing <laughs> that would be pretty funny you don't even have to go overly heavy on the prosthetics because he's a giant fucking slab of fucking rock anyway for fuck's sakes like yeah yeah you could almost pull that off there's there's so, ways that that could work and it's it's right up the marketing gimmickry that marvel has become kind of famous for in recent years so yeah yep so All right, let me do uh, my three, and then I, I got to dip out for dinner. Um, so, yeah, Justin kind of said, but just kind of rambled over it. Um, 
announcement for the podcast. We are going for Ghostface Takes Manhattan, the new Scream 2. Scream 6. Uh, Sarah and I are going to be meeting up with Justin, and then the three of us will be doing a live in-person podcast. Oh, oh you weren't yep. kidding. Holy oh, shit. you weren't kidding. I, I literally thought Justin was keen when he said that. No. Oh, no, 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 no. no. We're actually going to go to the same place. Holy shit. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're shipping up to Boston, and I'm gonna go ship up there with them. Well, and I, we're gonna hang. I'm gonna out go hang and, out in Southie. Well, <laughs> hang yeah. on, hang on. Can, can Justin instead go to New Jersey so you guys can all see it with Alicia as well? Oh, I mean, God. he won't go to the theater near us anymore. He usually goes to the ones in the city. But um, oh, I, I yeah, love like down, back, I love back to go down to Jersey because like... I've never been actually in Jersey. I've driven through Jersey, uh, but I don't know. I don't think I have that kind of vacation. <laughs> Well, Back before he was like mass shooter, Elysio, didn't you and Jim go to a movie and he realized you were there and he put his hood up yeah, and like, tried to uh, cower in his seat the whole time? Anyway, beyond that, uh, we, we might actually be going to another place to meet up with another person for this one, but a, a horror movie that I am genuinely looking forward to, which I stopped doing that years ago after too many disappointments, uh, Evil Dead Rise. Is the new mm. Evil Dead movie. It's set in an apartment building. Sounds like Demons 2. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Who's and involved? Fight, huh? Who's involved with that? Is it going to be Raimi and fucking, is Campbell going to be back? Or is it oh, yeah. like a new cast from that last attempted reboot? Or? Everybody's, I don't know if Raimi's directing it, but he's definitely like, you know, I doing it. Campbell said he had nothing to do with that one. Maybe I read something wrong. No, it's, it's supposed to be. Um, like a, a follow up from the show, bridging it back to the old movies. So it, it's supposed oh, nice. to be. Okay. I like the show. That was the show cool. was decent. Um, and then there is a movie coming out that at some point in early 2023, we're we're definitely going to have to cover. Hopefully, both of these. Uh, it is a a full moon feature, and that is the long awaited Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolarama Two. Yes, I, I saw there's a showing of it in uh, L.A. next week. The second I, I one or the first one? The, the, the new one, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Red Letter Media stole the only, like, crazy retro movie I would have brought up for this year. What? 1987's The Barbarians? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a fun, cheesy B-movie. Like, it's everything I like. It it is as far as sword and sandal go. It's a little bit tame. Uh, my favorite is is got to be Throne of Fire, which I am convinced George R. R. Martin stole every relevant plot point from Game of Thrones from that movie. Well, a lot of Game of Thrones is based on the War of the Roses, and as far as I remember, that was took a lot from the actual British lore from that period. So, yeah, yeah. you're not totally wrong. Like. But I mean, down down to like the silver-haired, magic, fireproof princess. Uh, yeah, there there are way too sim- many similarities in that movie. But on that note, my wife is waiting. It is time for dinner. I will wish everybody a happy new year, and I will catch you guys next time. Yeah, yeah. later on, dude. Brett's on two years, boys. Yeah, well, absolutely. Here's to two more at least. <laughs> oh yeah, at minimum, just, yeah. just two. <laughs> Two more, and then we all re-up our contracts, and you got to go fucking trade us off in free agency. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Okay, happy New Year. Later on. Bye. Happy Day, New Year, everyone. Yep. Happy Later. birthday. Um, 
not to keep dragging things on, but one more like I have would be like, what was the biggest like, what the fuck are you doing studio decision this year? <laughs> like it could be like the Henry Cavill fucking around, or, like the fact uh, that Disney greenlit a movie that needs to make at least one, if not two billion dollars. Even every other decision DC made, can I just like do that? <laughs> That's not I, unfair. I have one that we don't talk about a lot of animated shit, but I have one. Um, the way that Disney's handled Pixar in the last few mm-hmm. years, uh, with all of their with great uh, streaming Pixar. <laughs> With all of their movie, with three of their three movies before Lightyear going directly to Disney Plus without a theatrical, mm-hmm. and then Lightyear crashing like a turd in a plugged toilet. Um, oh yeah, Turning Red might be like one of the worst movies. Turning but Red actually also, wasn't that, bad. that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't meant for us though. That, that actually was meant for teenage fun. girls going through certain changes. Yeah, changes. It was for teenage girls turning into teenage boys. Pretty much. Pretty much. Soul was actually good. Like, that one I actually liked. And then Luca was crap. Turning Red was okay. And then Lightyear obviously did what Lightyear did. Uh, But, you know, to me, I I would think Pixar has got to be figuring out... I know they're owned by Disney now, but they've a lot of those people that work there have to be figuring out some way to get out. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I think the I think actually there was a rumor going around that Pixar might end up actually becoming for sale. Yeah. Uh, the way it's been be, handled, that wouldn't be, be a surprise. Yeah. Like with the way they've handled it, that wouldn't shock me any. Like they it's and it's the same with Star Wars. Like they literally they got their hands on the fucking the studio, the franchise, whatever, they've made every bad decision, put out the like some of the worst things that those companies have ever made, and then go, oh, well, there's no fan base for it. And it's like, no, it's the way you handled it. Like, Stop blaming the fans for your mistakes. Like, Honestly, I'm going to blame this one on the Me Too movement, and I'm not going to say like it's any like thing or whatever, but the fact that John Lasseter was Me Too'd, I think mm-hmm. ended up being the downfall of Pixar because as as gross he as some of the, the stuff that was force. yeah, and as gross as some of the stuff was that he was accused of doing, um, I mean his create creativity, I think led that studio to a lot of places along with Doctor Doctor and um, that other guy there, um, and I think it just wasn't the same once he left because he was also in charge of Disney Animation as a whole. Mm. At one point, when they decided that Pixar was doing better than Disney, they put him in charge of Disney. And then then they decided, well, since he had all these allegations against him, we're going to put the person who did Frozen as the head of everything. And everything's been kind of shit because mm. Frozen is shit. But that's well, okay. you can make the argument, too, that Disney animation as a whole is in the toilet right now with that other thing that came out like last month went down, went down the shitter as well. Yeah, well, that that's also because that was like super woke, and like, yeah. and and then kids just rejected it because kids didn't like it. I mean, that hits Disney Plus tomorrow, and that came out in theaters what last month? Yeah, like three weeks ago. Like, came out so, the week of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Thanksgiving. Didn't even, didn't even last a month. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was about three weeks. Like, 
But again, like, and then Disney goes, oh, well, it's just because ra- the fans are racist or the fans are this or the fans are that. And it's like, stop blaming the fans for you making bad things. Like, you hired a bunch of shitty activists to run these sides of the studio, like these different compartments. And none of them have any creative fucking push other than, like, Kathleen Kennedy's one idea. Make everyone female. Every main character. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make that character female because it already exists around it with three or four other females who get more screen time and more story development than the actual character the thing is named after, like, yeah, right? Because well, they did it with Star Wars, they're doing it with Willow right now, and they got fucking Indiana Jones on the way to be replaced by fucking Phoebe Waller Bridge, and it's like, okay, you need to pass the torch with Indiana Jones. I understand that Harrison Ford is getting too old to continue playing these movies, right? But like. Mm-hmm to erase the character from his own timeline and literally negate the things about that franchise that people love and replace them with a girl. It's like, what is, how is that your only fucking idea, Kathleen Kennedy? Like, Yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, it's just like, these franchises, like, especially with Lucasfilm, there was nothing in production at Lucasfilm. They literally bought the franchise because of the fan base and then they literally spit on the fan base, blame the fan base for every bad mistake that they've made and now it's an, it's becoming an insolvent wing of Disney, like, yep. and it's because like just hire someone who actually has like some love and respect for these properties as your showrunner, as your fucking like top studio leader, and that wing. Like, they're not doing that. They're just hiring these fucking again like activists with agendas because it's what the mob is screaming for right now and it's not making the money so i don't understand why they're running with it five years seven years later like yeah wow. like anybody else like you'd give up on them two years in like jesus look at what they did with the same company with fucking bob jpeg like he wasn't even there long enough for any of his ideas to be out in the theaters and they were like nope you fucked up fuck off Yep. And like, what was their big idea? Well, replace you with the guy that already started sheer- steering the ship off track, and it's like, well, that I think that was mainly because of the way he, the the thing with DeSantis was handled, and that probably cost. Them that's part of it, but when you look at like the whole FTX scandal that's unfolding, it sounds like a lot of the stuff that he's being blamed for with the financials was actually decisions that were made by Iger in the first place. So like, yeah, oh, it's a fucking mess, like all of the studios have their heads up their asses and they're like, oh, and like every time they fuck something up, it's like, blame the fans, just say everything is either like sexist, misogynist, racist, fucking transphobic, whatever, right? The worst thing you can call your fan base, drive half of your fan base off with every fucking time you do this and then go, Jesus, where'd all the fans go? Why aren't people paying for our stuff? It's because you drove the people that have been paying for fucking all the merchandise for 35 years when there was no movies in production. You drove them away. You all, you called them nasty names and then you expect them to fucking spend money on your shit? Like, ugh. Yeah. Clearly this annoys you because it's come up on like every show involving Star Wars for the last year. But like, it's not just Star Wars. Like, I don't understand. Like, if you are a franchise, the reason that your movies stay successful is because you have a fan base. Why would you treat that fan base like shit? Yep. Because you made a bad decision. Just admit you made a bad decision. Like, look, okay, what studio was it that did the Sonic movies? Sony? Uh, Paramount did uh, those. Paramount. Paramount, okay. Well, look at the first, like, they did the fucking early footage, the trailer. The fans were like, that looks terrible. Like, th- they didn't say, oh, well, fucking racist, evil fans. No, they went, okay, we might have fucked up. Let's reevaluate. They changed it. They made it look a little bit more like the game. Not totally, but enough that like they kind of met the fans in the middle. And the first movie was a huge success because of it. Yep. Right? But Disney, I mean, DC, well. 
Disney, DC, Amazon with Lord of the Rings, they didn't do that. As soon as someone said, you know what, you could kind of tone it down on this here and put a little bit more of this here, and they go, oh, no, no, you're just a racist, misogynist jackass. Go the fuck away. We don't want your opinion. Oh, okay, yep. you don't want the opinion or the ideas of the people that are going to pay for this. So then when they walk away, they go, well, why isn't anyone paying for this? Like, we could never figure that. And it's like, it's not that I, hard I, to figure I, out. Stop being assholes to your fan base. I actually think Amazon was the worst offender just in a, like, cover your, like, a <laughs> ridiculous, like, weirdly. Uh, well, no, well, let me get it out, though. Like, you know, yeah, I think actually on balance, it's probably Star Wars, but <laughs> just in the in the weirdest, like, let's for a do single this, thing. It was Lord of the Rings by far for like a single this, thing. Let's yeah. do this weird, like, end around thing to cover our asses. Like when people started freaking out about the rings of power, they had Aaron Moriarty from the boys come out and make that statement about how sexist all that was. <laughs> Like no one was saying that. Everyone loves her on that fucking show. But like when everyone was saying how terrible She-Hulk is, they got fucking uh, uh, Simon Pegg, and he looked like he was in a hostage video in his car. Like I love She-Hulk. I would marry Tatiana Maslany. Thank you, everybody. And like he seemed terrified to say the wrong thing. Like it was the exact same thing as what Moriarty did for for Rings of Power. Like. And again, like even Star Wars did it with Reva. Like as soon as the first episode came out, they were like, "Oh, oh racists! Don't listen to any criticism because it's all racist." And it's like, well, at least they waited until the show came out. Rings of Power was doing it a month and a half before the show even aired. But yeah, but like yeah, every studio that's their one go-to trick. It's like we we need to blame toxic fans, and then we'll put shit in the show to make sure the fans have that thing to complain about, so we can just point at it and go, "Look, see, it's what we said it was." Yeah, it's like you're pre-building your excuse and you're writing so you have that excuse, and it's like, well, why isn't our stuff good anymore? It's like, well, that's probably a pretty big reason for it. Yeah, probably. Ugh. Like, yeah. and I know I, I do go on about it quite often in our oh, fucking shows right. and stuff, but it's always right there, and it's like, just I, let I think your show right. or your product exist on the strength of the product. Stop blaming the fan base when they try to criticize you legitimately. Yes, there I, are some shit bricks right, that are. When it's right in your face so much, you and that's know, just it. Like it's everywhere right. now. Like, yeah, I it's think become, you're right. Hard it's to becoming avoid. a boy who cried wolf because, like, they're literally writing it in so that someone complains about it, and then when they complain about it, they paint everybody that has any legitimate criticism under that one brush. And it's like, no, there's so much more wrong than just that. And like, as long as you keep doing this to your fan base, like, you're going to lose more people than you're going to gain. Like. All you've got is that Twitter mob that used to exist, which is now proven to be mostly bot accounts. Yep. All you need is love. It's not even love. Like, just show a little bit of respect to the people that you want to give you money. Yeah. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I know what it means to me. But it's like a sports franchise. They're like, okay, we don't have any good players, and we're charging the most money for the fucking tickets in the whole league keep coming yeah. to our shows. And like, once the fan base starts to walk away, they're like, Oh, well, it must be something wrong with them. Not us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. Like it's the same with a band. Like you can't turn out stinker after stinker flop hit, like flop song after flop song and expect people to stay as fervent and like behind you as you were 20 years ago when you were popping out. hits. like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. No, definitely not. Um, okay. Well, hell of a discussion boys. This was fun. Um, yeah. I think this should be our New Year's tradition now. Thanks, Brendan, for this idea. <laughs> hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Let's start the countdown, okay? Ten, <laughs> nine, <laughs> eight, 
seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year. Someone, someone will have to figure out if you start playing the B Team Podcast New Year's Hangout at this time at twelve at midnight. That's when the countdown ends. Yep, I yeah, will. We're, we're not going to tell you before. So you'll have to wait I until the next year. Out, by the way. I'll figure need, out exactly. You, you need to figure it out. out. You need to figure out and then put like a put like a thing in front of this that you just say like. Um, if, start if watching you want this to, at X yeah, time. Yeah. Start start listening at such and such a time, and we will. And and that countdown ends at midnight. Yeah, just yeah. make it the title of the fucking episode. Yeah, the New Year yeah. special, and then like the time that you'd put it on. Yeah, we could do All that. Right, well, okay, good stuff, guys. I gotta get going. Happy New Year. Right. Happy New Year, Brendan. Happy New Year, boys. All right, Happy New Year. Peace. I don't think anybody stopped recording. Hey! No, I'm kidding. All right, yeah, I don't think anybody stopped recording, so I'm going to keep recording this a little bit. Nope. Are you still here? Well, this is an end credit scene because everybody else left the chat, so I guess you're just listening to me. John, you probably don't realize that this is going to be on it, but that's okay. Now I'm going to stop the recording.